This week's episode is brought to you by Colt 45 and Bananas, Breakfast of Champions. Hey, what's going on? This is Tay, the former co-host of Keep It Basement with the Sweens. I see the boy Sweens done blew up without me. You are tuned in to Keep It Basement and keep it locked here. Yeah. More fire. Come on, man. I'm too Hollywood for this podcast. Yeah, I heard you tried to get bitches to the crib. That didn't work, obviously. And then your bum-ass intern, very unreliable and unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> Hip-hop culture, I feel like I'm part of the hip-hop culture, but I don't know where I stand, and I feel weird about it. He's like, you should. Like, I'm like, marginal. All right, Sweeney, I'm going to see you later. Stay black, That's not so bad. Here we have it, folks. Keep it. Keep it basement podcast. Time to make my move. Sweet taste of victory like Oprah's Bumani. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Check, check, one, two, three, I have a four-inch penis. Yo, 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 you. Raphael DeLuca's beautiful. You started it? We are back in the basement, baby. Keep it basement podcast. Now available on pretty much every platform I can think of. Now that we're on Google Play and Stitcher. Don't know what Stitcher is, but I think... It's used a little bit by people. Um, shout out to the mail lady from Kansas City. Thank you for listening. Shout out to her. Yeah, no, not a shout out to fucking Mark Zuckerberg. Mail lady. What happened yesterday with Instagram people? Zuckerberg. Promo- I promoted the podcast, and Zuckerberg thought I was selling cracker firearms. I'm at work. Consumer goods. Keep it basement. Our dope don't spoil. The podcast this is a is drug. Insane. Does this make it go up or down? Pure raw crack. Keep it basement is pure raw crack. 
not stepped on. You dig me? Keep it basement. Our dope don't spoil. Zuckerberg's trying to shut me down. My shut the system insane. down. Fucking Zuckerberg. I wake up yesterday morning and put an Instagram story up about promoting our last episode with Jared Rubio. Check that out. And it went completely smoothly. I get in my car. I get to work. I put up an I about put up 20, About 20 to 30 minutes later, I get a text from him. We're locked out of the Instagram. What the hell happened? What the hell happened? I put, I put up a fan story love. and it didn't go through. Fan love. I thought it was a bot follower or something. I was like, what the hell did we get hacked? And it got hacked. And we it took us three hours to find out that it was happening to multiple business accounts throughout the day. And it didn't get back up till like late last night. And and we were back so with everything in, in everything preserved and still there. So we were done freaking out. But you know, when when me or Mike Sweeney don't have um, access to Instagram for a while, it's like it's like crack basically. It's kind of like you're on crack and you you have to get to crack. And we're like, oh shit, we can't do anything. So we're just like, we aren't posting anything or interacting or anything. But uh, it, apparently, it was just a glitch. I didn't really get the details of why it happened. But yeah, imagine we didn't have social media for a week. What would some of us do? Well, I want to. I've been saying this for like six months now, but I'm trying to do a social media cleanse. Businesses on social media can really lose money and opportunities with a glitch like that. I tell you though, that's weird. It was a that was pretty long too for a glitch on social media. And, and it was like sometimes we were the problem. I was trying to think, what did I do wrong to not to pretty much? It said we were disabled or whatever, we, like a warning, right? A strike, and I didn't even say anything wrong. It said I was like promoting the use of guns, firearms, drugs. That's why I knew it was a it was a company wide thing because the the post wasn't even bad. And I even like, still, if, higher, it, was, if it was us as bad because they were bad. Us for something in the I past. Thought, I thought the girl that was a bot or something, and maybe I took her I content. Knew it would be good in 24 hours. And then I looked, and then uh, I just Google searched it, and then it actually came up on Reddit. And you don't realize it, like it, it's pretty wild. It's cool how there's like community, there's community spaces like Reddit where you can look at something, you look something up, and you'll be like, yeah, Instagram has a glitch going on, you know. And um, it's just wild. You don't realize how many businesses and people rely on Zuckerberg and social media for growth and success. I was thinking, why not just delete all the social media and become like a stand-up comedian and just like not make money on social media? Like, fuck it, I'm deleting all my social media because I don't want to rely on this motherfucking Zuckerberg. I'll make money doing something else or be a comedian with no social media. Yeah, that's pretty hard to do. Um, they could really just remove your account for some bullshit. Yeah, but... I- you can literally be listen, done. I had for to no deal reason. with forty thousand text messages from this kid saying, "What did I do wrong? What did I do wrong?" Because you think, I, "What did you do wrong, dude?" We post fleshlight and porn. Okay, that's why we might we, be shadow banned. Uh, uh, someone said Sean Kelly said you, your IP address could be blocked or you could be shadow banned for whatever. the content you we, have. But we've never gotten a warning for any of that stuff. Okay, you think we're gonna get a warning because we posted a fan love comment? Shout out to her. Thank you, Kansas, and, Kansas City, Missouri. Go Chiefs. Um, go Raiders. <laughs> fuck the Chiefs. I'm sorry. You're sick. Fuck. Um, all right, go Royals. Um, uh, but it it Shout just happened. That, that was a long. That was a long. Uh, that was a pretty pretty distantly long. Um, you know, problem for the day because sometimes Instagram will be down and you won't be able to refresh your feed. But it really only lasts like a few minutes. This that was from like last like eighteen hours. I got this call from you at like eight thirty a.m. and it wasn't good till like nighttime. And I'm like, what the fuck? Who were, like no one reported me because I took I did the post and it like glitched and it just like froze my shit. It was basically the and whole I day. I couldn't log on. I had to re-download Instagram, everything like that, and. Uh, really it just fucked up like i think like anything in life i think the bigger you are the more exposure you have the more money you make so like for them it's easier not to get in trouble if you're huge and you get your page back immediately huge. but if you're not like big you don't know if you're not tech savvy like us and you lose that like you're like what the fuck do i do like you try to reach out to instagram and it tells you your page is still active and you're like well i can't get on my page what the fuck do you want me to do yeah also it wasn't a deactivation because everyone else could still see our page like i went to my friend i said can you go on our instagram page and you can still see everything we just personally the handlers the owners of the account people who work the account couldn't get into it but they are treating our account like we have just been striked because our story Reviews aren't as high so far, unless it's just we didn't post yet that much. 
but like we were getting a lot of a lot of feedback and a lot of love and a lot of stories and a lot of DMs and now it seemed to like slow down as for today as I saw. But we didn't go so hard yet. I was putting out a decent amount of stuff this because week. like fan love. when I when I like when episode. I looked it up when you do get banned or that glitch happens it's slow to process like your followers your algorithm stuff and like the DMs and um all that shit like the likes and uh the stories. That Jared Rubio episode also has some of the most some of the most amazing drops in Keep It Basement history. I think he's naturally funny because he's curious and, and interesting, and he, he gives you a lot of honest stuff. When the phone rang and he said, "What the fuck is that?" I almost lost it because, <laughs> and then you were like, oh, "It's a phone." <laughs> and he's like, "Who the fuck has a phone?" Yeah. Do you think censorship's kind of whack? Because like Krill was here, always gets in trouble on Instagram, and he has a huge following, and he probably has to like people please Instagram people and like pay for ads and stuff. I feel like if we paid for advertisements; these types of things wouldn't happen. If you throw your money out there, I feel like it helps with issues, or you know the right people. Yeah, I guess. But if it did, if you did throw your money out there and you still got fucked, that'd be because apparently, if you're verified, you could like talk to a bunch of verified people or get in contact with people from Instagram directly. But like, since you're not big or whatever, it's Instagram like, verifies. So will be the first. It's like not a hierarchy. I think I thought of it like India, like a hierarchy. It's kind of like. If you're like low on the totem pole, like we're the piece of shit farmers. But if you're like somebody famous on social media, you could easily have access to the right people, and that's why like, like scale to India would be someone who like owns a bunch of tigers. Yeah, like I feel yeah we would be like the guys in Dubai or whatever if we were like famous, but we're like the shitbag people cleaning goat shit up or like cow shit. Oh my god! And like for the social media hierarchy, and I feel like it's real. Like it's all about who you know and networks and relationships, not not really money, but like money doesn't hurt. I don't know, Definitely but true. but. Censorship's kind of whack. Like they could just like take your shit out for some bullshit, really, and that's why I think free speech is important. All these political people shouldn't be in trouble unless they're promoting hate and violence. Yeah, like they get shit on social media all the time. Do you hear the Trump uh, story today? Um, I think he got accused of rape again, and he said she wasn't my type. <laughs> no, I don't know, but fuck sounds it. like a Mike Sweeney line. Uh, he has some good lines actually. This is Tom Zappy and Mike Sweeney. I feel like yo, know, th- this Zuckerberg, th- this you. social media shit is going to be the next terrorist attack. It's going to be like a glitch in our system and fuck shit up, and people won't know how to function. If what you didn't listen to anything I said, go ahead. Say it this again. is going to be the next terrorist attack, like a glitch in our system, like social media or something, and people aren't going to know how to function and react. Um, They'll be running to the food store getting bread and milk. <laughs> you think Shout back to it, like. Potato. What? I don't know. When did Facebook blow up? Like 2009? You're going back 10, 11 years, Paul's and blow. there was none of this. Literally none of this. So it's like, if you become so addicted because people are learning how to use social media at like age five now, then you'd probably be fucked up. But like, if you were a functioning member of society over, if you were, by, I don't know, I'd say by at least 12 in like 2008 or older, you would, should be able to do fine without it because it didn't even exist until 10 years ago. Twitter, Instagram wasn't huge till like probably like six, seven years ago. Facebook, maybe ten years ago, eleven. Um, and what else is there? That's really it. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. I would say you, Twitter, uh, Pornhub. Yeah, Pornhub. Shout out to uh, Mike Sweeney's favorite category, BBW. Yeah. Um, you well, brought up Donald Trump, and I and I, I ran, reminded me of something. China. Funny. Oh, like Trump twenty twenty. I forgot if we talked about it, but Donald Trump in Howard Stern's book has all these interviews laid out through like the yeah, course my mom of, was reading it. the course of like the whole book. It has like seventeen Trump interviews, and they're literally fucking hilarious. Like honestly, the guy might be a shitbag president for people, but he is fucking radio gold. Yeah, radio, no shit, radio gold. No shit. Why do you think? Why do you think Stern was such an uh, put in such a bad place, and now he's pussying out and, uh, and regrets all the shit he's he not did really, in the nineties to get not huge? Pu- he's not pussying out. He dude. had he Trump. 
The well, book you hate is, on Stern. The book, I don't hate on him. I listen to him, so how do I hate on him? Bro, Donald Trump the has the same philosophies as me about STDs. The, it's hilarious. The book what is the just his interviews with guests. My point it's is funny he had fuck. Trump on for 20 plus years or whatever, however many years, and all the episodes were Not gold, great whatever. friends with him, but like co- coexisted. Mr. Cutoff, cool. the Trump... Well, you don't know what you're talking about, though. Yes, I, gotta, I, I have to reiterate. You were saying like shit about Stern, and it's not true, though. Stuff about what? Stern, that's not true. Like what? You just said that he pussied out. He didn't pussy out. Yeah, I think he did. No, oh, it's not that. Yeah, he is. He, it's called you, evolving. If, you, if you're 60, you're going to be the same person you were when you're 30 or 20. You're not I didn't winning. say he's the same person. I said he regrets doing that back then, even so though it got him could, the biggest ratings in the world. So what, got the guy famous. could regret it. It doesn't matter. People regret stuff. Charlamagne regrets calling b- bitches bitches back in the day and women bitches and I all that stuff, sex stuff. There's a Me Too movement now, and the time is to change. You can't get away with certain things you could do back in the day. It it's called matter. evolving. Saying, all the greats evolve. I'm not saying that. Do you I'm want Jay Z to rap about what he's rapping about? I'm saying accept that. He should say, he should say, stupid when people say, he should say, no. I, I don't regret that because that got me huge. That got me big. So when he had Trump, you're cutting off. When he had Trump on for 20 years and all the segments were gold, and then Trump calls him up about before the presidential election and talks to him about co-signing and whatever, and he's like, "No, nah, I can't do that. I got to roll with Hillary." It was okay, like, well, yeah, I prefer Hillary, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have Hillary Clinton on my radio show over Donald Trump because you're comedy or your radio gold why would I not have you on my I, show okay. I have the best show in the world I read the book and he doesn't regret that he regrets being an asshole in the interviews where he puts the focus on himself and he's egotistical and has, and doesn't care about people like he dissed Robin Williams and Robin Williams actually committed suicide years later before he could apologize he asked Robin Williams about an affair he, uh, he did all these interviews where he was an asshole in the interview and then therapy opened him up to be more nicer and appreciative and, and be humble and give better interviews. When he went to Sirius XM, he started therapy and all this other stuff, and he did more celebrity interviews, and he won the celebrities over. There was a time where he was the enemy, public enemy number one, but he evolved. What are you going to do? He was famous, top radio guy. He evolved, started interviewing celebrities, and a lot of people were saying he sold out or whatnot. I mean, it is what it is. I don't know if he did, but in the book, he talks about it, what his regrets are about being an asshole interviewer. Like Just like... Sometimes when you interview someone, you try to get a shock out of it. It was like more or less that. That's what he was. Re- he regrets that Hillary Clinton didn't come on as an interview because his audience would have brought that in and it would have humanized her and it would have made her look better, a better candidate. He could have probably helped her, he was saying. I think he's a great interview in 1994 and now, so I don't care about the difference. I was saying more regret in terms of when he, he would have porn stars on and they would be getting naked in the studio. Yeah, yeah. Like that kind of stuff because it was like immature back and, it was, and whatever. But he it was did like, that, that made beginning. your show huge and immature, dude. You're 45 then. It's not like you were 20. He did, like, that, he did that on Sirius though and then and then uh, what he said was... He could even more on Sirius what, ha- he what happened was though when you're allowed everything, it gets old after a while. I actually get that. You kind of want to say fuck your program director, fuck the radio station, fuck the FCC and fuck do, them all. do all this, rare, this shit that's not allowed. But when you're allowed to do everything, sometimes you have to switch it up. It gets old. I totally get what he was coming from as a person in radio or a creative. Even if I don't understand why you don't stand that. I think he was doing funny, great shit the whole time. If you dummy it down to now, granted he's 107 years old, he's probably going to retire soon, he's worth a gazillion dollars. Yeah. All it is now is just interviews. He doesn't do any, he doesn't do any of that shock value anything. Fucking... Got, Gary sucks. Artie's gone. Well, Jack I, the Joke Man's gone. I don't. I don't care Eric about the, like, the fart. Dead. The fart and dick jokes are funny. They'll always be. But like to a point, I don't care. I'd rather learn more about Kendrick Lamar. I'd rather have people open up about uh, mental health with him or other things. Me like, too. I think he's the best interviewer ever because he literally. Yeah, well, he literally asks. He goes into such detail on the questions that I wouldn't even been able to go to. I'm actually that's always what I look searching. Up, I look up to him and Charlie. in that fact, he has a whole team at Sirius though that strips down his full interviews because I'm always searching for the Stern interviews on YouTube. But the the most they'll do is like a minute or two minute bite. 
right and you can't get the full interviews. He's guy. He got guys who does notes, and he they read him the notes before the person comes in. He he remembers that information. He doesn't read notes. Yeah, he the, well, he the, also the researches and knows about the guests before the he, he even has come a team in of researchers. He, he doesn't really research. He'll go. They'll go up to him and tell him what they need to know, and then he knows it already. But he has a piece of paper there, but he doesn't really use it. But my point was was the Howard Stern Donald Trump STD talk was funny because Donald Trump pretty much allegedly said he would bring girls to the doctor that he wouldn't have sex with to make sure they were clean because AIDS was big back then. Think about that. And uh, mm-hmm. got to wear condoms, a lot of stuff out here. He was saying AIDS. And I thought it was so funny, the shit he was saying. And I can't believe he's our, pre- he's our president right now because the shit he was saying was radio gold. And he even was beefing with a guy and he stole some model chick from a guy and dated her. Like, Donald Trump got tons of pussy that I didn't even know about in the 80s and 90s. He fucked a lot. The fact that he didn't get killed or his ass kicked is actually mind blowing to me. He's ugly as fuck. Granted, he's got he's money, worth, dude. Yeah, he's worth a billion dollars. But I'm saying if you actually stole someone, stole. A, a hot chick from a guy who didn't have as much money but could literally kick the shit out of him. Granted, you can't because, you know, he's probably got a team of security or whatever yeah. at all times. But. Uh, and it, to wrap up on this, uh, Howard Stern said Trump has a talent and a type of power to be able to connect with people. He may lack empathy, but he's able to win listeners over and the listeners who hated him may say, you know what, somehow I could relate with this guy. That's why he won. I, I believe Stern. And Stern said that he has insider information that Trump never wanted to win. He was promoting his Art of the Deal anniversary book, and he was promoting a TV network he wanted to do. And he says he has inside sources that Trump never wanted to win as a president. Because why? You'd be miserable. He's already living a great life in Margalow, Florida. He's doing whatever he wants, golfing, whatever the hell it's called. And he said the main thing that people hate hate to admit that Donald Trump has a charm to him. He's able to talk and connect with people. And he said that he has no filtered approach, which is radio gold. It's he so, says he has no filter, and people want it, that no filter. It's so sad how people easily fall for it, though. Like, you can really see through him pretty quickly. And there's always been that rumor from right before that he didn't want to win. But it was like, obviously, he probably kind of wanted to win a little bit because just to add to ha- that he's the big, one of the biggest, richest guys in the world, and then Ed President on top of that, mm-hmm. he, basically, he basically has marketed him and you know set himself as the most famous person in the history of the country, maybe. Like you add present to any, you're already worth a billion dollars. Then you add present yeah, to that. I remember I had an argument with someone. I'm not like political, but someone was like, he really cares about the country and to help them. No, he cares about his accomplishments and what he does, and mm-hmm. he's looked at as somebody great. And then he cares about you for secondly. Yeah, and you, you know think, I mean? and people like think he cares that about now, his own achievements. And people, whoever you were just arguing with, people think that now because now that he's president, he has to make it seem like he cares about you. So like, so you actually believe him because he's his, so good. At he cares about him. his legacy, but at the same time, he could help people that way, being because he wants to care to do well. At least he cares about doing well if he does to care about that but Howard Stern did say like Trump was so easy to manipulate in a way like he said that he would call Mr. Trump to boost his ego like in an interview like Mr. Trump like you know mm-hmm. what I mean like people pleasing him Stern and, does that and, and Trump, that shit Trump yeah he does he has all these mind fucks Stern was talking about and he would be like Mr. Trump and uh, the tactic worked well because it hyped someone like Trump up they'd love it and they'll give you more info in an interview yeah and he said that he was a fucking awesome radio guest and after he's, be- after he's done with presidency he's, co- he's gonna interview him then that's the right time not now Trump might give him the big old fuck off because he didn't support him for the, during the election. You hear about that? He wanted him to to speak at some Republican convention. Stern declined. Yeah, they have different could. political views. Yeah. And he goes, this guy put money in Hillary's pocket and so did I. And now he's run for president against her. And then he also said, Stern said that uh, if, if he did, like he loves Howard's audience and fan base. So he loves Howard Stern. He loves people who have like great audiences with them. So he wanted to use Howard's audience to get, to get in, you know? Of course. And Stern said, if I ran with Donald Trump, he'd probably put me on his party and I would be like the head FCC. Can you imagine that? Me and the FCC? And then Stern went logical and goes, I could have won. He ran for governor of New York back in the day. He could have won, but he got out. He's like, I'm not that stupid. I know I'm not, in the pol- I'm not a political guy. And he shouldn't, no be, he shouldn't be too. Oh, yeah. No shit. 
He would do it for different reasons. Stern smart enough to realize he's not a political guy, could never make it in a in a career path like he that. He would have won. He Trump's, backed out of a exactly. But Trump's dumb enough to not think he's going to win, hope he doesn't win, then win and still go through well, with it and just get by. However, Stern he can. says he is a competitor. He's highly competitive. So once he realized it was a shot, he was probably trying to win. And then when he won, it's like the achievement of winning. But then he was like, "Fuck, now I got to be president, though." Yeah. You know, well, hopefully he gets shit. assassinated. That's mean. That's fucked up. I don't give a fuck. We could have listeners who are Trump supporters. We don't know. We do. Probably. I'm sure we do. Yeah. I don't got to hate on the guy. Yeah, I hate him. That's mean. President? Just me. What country can you get I've away with that? on other presidents. Yeah, that's true. I mean, what country can you even say that? If we were in, like, Venezuela saying yeah, that, we'd probably be can killed. We, yeah, Venezuela. That's what's great about the United States. You Anywhere can, you in can the have Middle an East. Opinion. You could have an opinion. Free speech and not get killed, usually. Yeah, no crap. And it wouldn't just be for talking down political You have a better chance of getting killed by a SoundCloud rapper. By dissing a SoundCloud rapper, you get shot instead of the president. Weird country we live in. And it wouldn't just be because from, from dissing a political correspondent. It could be from fucking talking about fake dick pics. <laughs> and voicing your opinion about anything will get you killed in fucking Saudi Arabia. Oh, we'd be fucked a while ago. Oh, we would have been dead. We would have been dead. One episode in, we were dead. Yeah. Oh, man. Not good. How about Le'Veon Bell? Switch the subject up. Rich, pe- rich people problems. Funny segment. Um, it's funny that you mentioned that because literally one of my buddies at work, he came up to me and he said, um, he said, you hear the Le'Veon Bell thing? This was like, a, this was like, this might be a little older though, because this was like a week or two ago. A couple days ago. You can't make this shit up. It's He's just too like, funny. Yeah, he told me media. the story about uh, he called the cops because he got robbed by a couple hookers he did, had over. Did you, was it a hooker? I can't, I don't know if clarify that, but. No, I'm only saying that because they robbed that's him. That's mean. I would assume. That's if mean. It's, You're if judging. It's, if it's one of his girls, he's going to buy her shit. It could have been just somebody. Need to rob him. He pretty much, in one way or another, paid for, paid for pussy. Well, because they robbed him. <laughs> he paid he, for he pussy. He wasn't intending to. <laughs> and he's someone you who always maybe, pay for pussy. And he didn't even. And imagine being so rich where you don't even care. He he wasn't like that though because he called the police. Well, here's the thing. The story is he called the police and the police were like, "Can you describe what they were wearing?" Which I didn't get. I thought this was all just a joke story because it's like, if I was the dispatch, I would have. Why laughed. does it matter what they're wearing? They were in his bed. Just go and get some evidence from his shit. Because they want to see where you where they are, dipshit. They drive around and look. Doesn't matter. He knows They'll who they. Him. He's gonna know who they are. No, he might he not. They might have been numbers. rando. He's a fucking complete moron to call the cops if you're. Jets running back to say that. Hey, here, here's my take on it. These girls. Well, pull- for the listeners who don't know, basically he called the cops to report a robbery. I was and about to said, say that, but what you were you? Off. It didn't sound like it. What were you wearing? And he's like, he was like, they were in my bed, so they were naked or something to that effect. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. Anyway, these girls pull a Cardi B. You can't hate on their hustle. They're probably strippers too. So, like, I know this sounds fucked up, but I would love to have these type of rich people problems. Like sleeping with two women, going to the gym, then getting robbed for $500,000 or a million in jewelry and clothes. Like, I would love to have that type of problem in my life. Well, these, these girls are probably online online dating, and in their bios it says something about looking for a sugar daddy or to ve- Venmo them <laughs> or cash up them money. They swipe left on me. Good, good thing. Yeah, well. Or they were some straight-up hood bitches. $500,000 in this basement. Uh, but he was, des- yet. he was describing them as Spanish, Latina, or black, so not to be racist or sexist, but they sound like some hood bitches because they robbed them. Jesus. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they were looking for a come-up. It was Could probably a white crack addict. Do you think it was planned? No, they, they weren't white. He was describing them. Planned? Um, uh, do you think it was like, uh, like do you think the pl- this type of plan, like it was premeditated like it was planned they were going to do this or they just saw the opportunity all the stuff flying around and after fucking I would go it. with the latter only because they were at his house he probably invited them over and it was kind of like a hey maybe oh he's an NFL star maybe I'm just going to have sex with him and it'll be a great night do some drugs whatever but oh wait he's also rich I'm out my way out I'm not doing too hot I don't know he probably just wants to have sex with me he doesn't want to like actually take me let me take some of his stuff Shit. because I know people who like go to Mexico or go to like a sketchy area and then put it in the and safe. they'll get robbed by hookers but hookers are <laughs> planning that out the whole night through because yeah, yeah. they I do got that chased by a they do it every day yeah. They do that every day, those girls. Like, you know, people who are... Me and Antonio got chased by uh, hookers and a gang in Mexico. Shout out to Antonio. Oh, the when you guys man. were on vacation? <laughs> yeah. 
He knows who he is. Good story. He doesn't listen, but shout out to him. <laughs> he might. <laughs> he might. We'll put this in we'll the story, but... Out, yeah. yeah. Oh, Antonio, watch out for those hookers. Seriously, I just we were just going through our Instagram stories, and we have so many gold that you guys need to be on our Instagram constantly looking at our story. Okay, but... Keep it based on all these girls were probably... Um, like, do you think that they, as I was saying, planned it out, or do you think it was like, uh, let's have a threesome with an at- athlete and steal his shit, or was it spur of the moment, and do you think there was another guy involved? Because sometimes you have, like, a fall guy or, like, a boyfriend who lets you fuck the famous person, then the boyfriend comes in, beats the guy up, or just steals the shit when he's not there. I don't know. I wanted to read more into the article of the police report. I, I know, our really phones know. aren't here. I would say the latter. Phone. I would say um, probably a spur of the moment thing, but who knows? Maybe they planned it. You know going... What you say? Do you think these girls DM'd him? I would love to know more about it. We got to find some insight. Art- pull up the article. You have a giant laptop in front of you. Bring, pass me my phone. Oh my it's useless. Dumb fuck. Fucking hairball. Look at that text message. We're one and the same. We're one and the same. Yeah, a fucking dumb pig and a dipshit. That's mean. Yeah, fuck them all. I gotta stop cursing. Your phone's never gonna work. <laughs> Why? Because it's too long. I have, to buy, I have to clip them. With this Le'Veon Bell thing, chalk it up to the game, I think, as Alex says. And, but uh, don't even call the police because you know it will get out there. You know what I mean? Like, Kind of shows lack of responsibility on your part. Like, you're dumb enough to have these two girls over who you barely know. Right. Like, doesn't he have secu- a security team or a guy to kick bitches out of the crib? Like, if I ever made it, if I had that type of money, I would hire someone to someone, and, and their job would be to do shit. Like, like you know, I would, I would feel awkward about having to kick bitches out of the crib, so I'd have to get someone to do it for me. You know what I mean? Like, doesn't he have a fall guy? Doesn't he have a crew, a bodyguard, anything going on there that they could just kick these bitches out when he went to the gym? Because he was going to the gym and doing practice or whatever. Like, I, I just got some ass. Okay. Time to get my workout in at the gym. And yo, intern is happy. Get these bitches out. Squaddle. <laughs> Squaddle. People have been requesting personally to us that we do more video. So I'm just trying to do video and I just got to listen to him say you're useless. Meanwhile, I'm just, you were talking out of the mic. You, you can still hear it. It just would have been shitty sound. Be quiet. If he's just moving to closer to the Jets facility or somewhere, he just got to Jersey, he might not be acclimated. If he has his own security team, they're not going to be on call at your house. They're going to be with you when you go out to clubs or wherever. They're not going to come to your ha- be at your house all the time. He also it could have just been an apartment he's renting, and it could have been like a, a couple DMs. Like you're, an, dude, you're an athlete. You can have sex on command. Girls are DMing you nonstop. You can be, yeah, come over. Here's the address. Um, shit, oh, it was Florida residence. Oh, you got robbed in Florida? Yeah. Oh, the, so basically, the that's, a, that's a twenty minute edit job. He left his girlfriends alone at his Florida residence. To yeah, go he to probably the gym lives in Florida in the off season, and we just fucked that all. Okay, he wasn't in New Jersey. Sweeney's an idiot. I never said he was in New Jersey, but I said he could have been in New Jersey. I never read the article, so I had no idea. Neither did I. I didn't read the article. Useless. There's some real prepping. That was funny, though. I got to take some seconds. Oh, if it was was Florida, I'm not surprised. I'm surprised they didn't take more. And let's be honest, they were definitely not white. Um, Actually, they could have been. They could have. Florida, they could have been severe crackheads. Two. The missing items are two gold. Cuban link chains with diamonds, a gold chain with the Black Panther pendant. Oh, so they're Cuban. Which contain black and white diamonds, a rose gold Rolex, presidents are watching, two tone rose gold and white gold Cuban link bracelet. Sounds similar to Hollywood, my, Florida. Sounds similar to my collection, but I have I just have one less chain. Um That ain't nothing for him. They're probably Cuban. No, he said they were Spanish and black in the in the if oh. you listen to the thing, you don't know any stuff either. I don't I told you I didn't read the or dispatcher's like, Can you idiot? describe what they look like? He's like, Well, they're naked. That's he's all like, I heard that's what do they look the like? joke that they were naked. And he's like, Well, one's black, like uh, like what the uh, what are they he's like, Yeah, dark black, the other one's light skin, like a mix. They're both mixed. He was describing the bitches, it was Whatever, hilarious. He got robbed, it happens all the time. He's not, he he probably then they may track him down, doesn't matter. Reminds that's me a, of that's uh, Have you, have, you, have you ever seen private parts? 
No. Where Howard Stern is like, I go here all the time, Stanley Sports and all that. And he's like, and then the program director or the co-host gives him a piece of paper and it's like, and now Stanley Sports is opening next week, first time ever. He acted like it was already there and he went right. there all the time as a kid. And right. then the store just was grand opening was next week. And he's like, right. I'm sorry, I messed up on air. It's kind of <laughs> like the Le'Veon Bell thing. We said we, he was in New Jersey, he was in Florida. He was in Florida, guys. So it's a lot more, uh, makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. Um, Still comedy. Comedy. What do you think of older women? What? Old, older women seem to know... Bro talk. Older women seem to know um, what they want. Tell me what I want, what I really, really want. Yeah, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I don't know. Uh, Spice Girls. Um, older women know what they want? Yeah. Yeah, because they're old. So they've been through it. What do you mean? No, duh. <laughs> that made no sense. That was a... Uh, Oxymoron? I don't know. No, that. they seem to know what they want, though. Like, they're very upfront and honest with their intentions, which is pretty uncommon because not a lot of people are honest with their intentions these days, especially when date, young when people. wanting to date or have sex. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so they're old. So they've been through it. They've de- dealt with many different like, situations. You've probably dealt with smokes on the online dating who want to fuck but won't admit it and then just delete you for being normal. Yeah, probably. You know? Online dating is a different beast, though. Yeah. Some have no kids and not married. It's weird. Some have kids and, and were married or whatever, vice versa. It's actually funny. I was just talking about this with my, yeah, kind of, with my co I actually have really good conversations with him. And he's like a married with kids guy, but he's like a cool dude. So I kind of want to just like voice memo all the time we talk mm. and make a podcast out of it. But he's married. With, he's in like that later. age. He's like 38 or something, 39. But married with kids where he's got that situation where he's like hanging out with a lot of couples. But he also still has some single friends. So they're like approaching 40 where you're kind of like, are you going to settle down or just be single or whatever? And they still go out and party and stuff or whatever and i'm just like yeah is that weird he's like no nah, i got like two close friends who are like that and so they like deal with like older women who are like kind of in the same boat that's becoming more and more common girls uh, uh this is like the lowest rate people are, people are having no kids at like the highest rate of no people have not having yeah, kids yeah, yeah, yeah. in like years so it's getting more common it's it's always been kind of common for guys i think but i even think for girls more you see I, I, you see a lot of single girls like in their 30s you see some girls though who are trying to get Pregnant or married before 30 or right when they're around 32, though, and they scarts. But then if they don't make that hump, they're like, ah, fuck it. Yeah, but it's like if you see your buddy with a girl who's, if you're in there and she's in her 30s, you only got to worry about that if he's making bank, that he's, that she's trying to wife him up. Yeah. Oh, it seems like a lot of these older women don't use Snapchat and they've been in the game for a while and seen and did it all. Like they're like, uh, they'll just send you like nudes out of nowhere on your text messaging device. You could save the picture. It's weird. I think I'm not saying that's happening to me. I'm not dry snitching on myself. I'm just I saying. I think Snapchat's kind of like youngish. Yeah, like, very. but why? Would, I actually if you were an older person, why would you want to send? Her, wouldn't you want to just send a random nude to somebody and it goes away and not save it on the phone? You know what I mean for like security reasons, but they don't put their face in a lot of times. Yeah, but, but you, if you're older, like the old thing is just they send fucking nudes through text. They don't care. They're like sexually comfortable with themselves. But they also could just be older and not with the times and don't realize like all that. No, it's not like they're fucking outdated. But they like I think Some they don't care and they're sexually free and probably send it to multiple people or don't care if they're naked. It's not a big deal to them. Or they only send it if they're trying to get serious and they they'd rather it just be a text so you you can save it. If it's serious. Yeah, because the nude is a reward is in a like, way. You don't get random Snapchat nudes Snapchat is kind of like, you know, you're sending it to your Tinder matches or to girls you just want to fuck or whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they're like used to dick pics, used to being freaky. It's weird when they try to uh, sun you a little bit, though. I feel like they tease you at the same time. I guess. Like, I, isn't I it kind of weird that they try I don't have any experience with like very older women, so I wouldn't really Either know. Either do I, but I, th- I think... And my mom doesn't know what Snapchat is. <laughs> I think the... I'm not talking like 60, 50... It all depends. Like, it could be like 30, 40, 50, 60. But like, I think uh, the MILF porn has made it a thing where it's like a hot thing to try to bang a cougar. I honestly think like porn is... For, like, the, for, for, for a the guy? For the guy, yeah. yeah guys have always liked that. At least one or two in your lifetime. Always like that. And then you get, you'll get older women who want, who want who scale younger. Yeah. 
And then with online dating, I think honestly there's a void missing with anyone online dating. Like it's weird when a girl or woman is like, yeah, I'm tired of Bumble because the guys don't talk back. And then if you ask a guy, he's tired of Bumble because the girls don't answer back. Mm-hmm. And then like when you see someone get in a relationship, I just seen someone get in a relationship and he told me like, yo, bro, I don't watch porn or jerk off as much. Oh, I thought you were going to go somewhere else. And um, and it's funny. Be- talking about? And it's funny because like he there's like <clears throat> you know when you're like bored and like just kind of have the day off or it's like a weekend or whenever and you're just like well i don't know but like say you're jerking it a lot and if you have a girlfriend you don't have time to do that so you don't do it as much or you're busy and i feel like you get a void when you have when you get a girlfriend there's something else going on in your life so it's like less time to do stuff mm-hmm. and you're not like being weird with porn all the time and jerking it i don't know it's just weird to me like i feel like when you have a girlfriend it's like you are filling a you are filling a void, and you you have something now that's good, like a love, like love in your life. Yeah, probably, you, you're, pro- you you're, you're probably still do it a decent amount. I know a lot of my friends who have been in relationships for a long time, and they still do it, not constantly, but they still do it. Yeah, and there's always something on like the online dating. They're like, I feel like there's just something missing. Not like they're fucking weirdos, and they could be, but there's like a void that they have that they're like trying to fill, so like for attention. A lot of girls who get dumped go on there and just add a bunch of guys send risky pics or whatnot and then never do anything and then some girls are just looking for dick and it's weird i never got the concept of girls who add you and want to fuck immediately and then block you if you don't want to fuck them isn't that weird yeah i don't know if they're blocking because you don't want to have sex with them it might just be they're uh, like moved on like yeah, they you block got too many everything. options it's kind of like a, but why block it you're the one who sent me nudes randomly wanted to fuck and every I'm time nice i've guy. played that card though it's like you rush it and they're like whoa 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 and then you're, you you take it slow and they del- and they block you or they delete you because it makes like, no sense you don't really know it's all it's in their time read. it's terrible they don't care about you anyway it's not really you, you they get, get more you get more satisfaction with a flashlight really because you're risking stds all this other stuff there's no well, point guys to also kind of have to uh kind of have to contemplate it a little bit and think about what route to take because they have less options than a girl. A girl could just flip them over yeah. on a 50-50 and return. I, and I honestly think, with especially with online dating or even in regular dating, you have so many options, too many options, where it's choice overload. Locker. Choice overload with a lot of stuff. And um, it's like so much going on that you don't get anything accomplished. It's having like 40 ideas and not doing any of it. The same concept. Like 40 women options and you don't do any of them. Yeah, I also have a... F- I had a friend who... Uh, he 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 just got. He's getting into a pretty serious relationship, and the girl uh, things are getting pretty serious. And the <laughs> and the girl base he basically softened up and, and deleted Snapchat because the girl asked him. Oh, to- how do you feel about that? Deleting Snapchat for a girl? I would never delete my social media for any bitch. I'm just kidding, not bitches. I'm kidding. But uh, what do you think about deleting Snapchat for a girl? What's your take on that? We'll return Doctor Phil in a minute. <laughs> Oprah in a minute. Um, I don't think. I think only if I feel like that. I mean, oh, he I was like, creeping on there. Probably. I think was about say, that. I feel like that would only need to happen if you had a bunch of hoes on there. I don't even use my Snapchat for like stories anymore. I should promote the brand. If the girl the actually saw something or, or or saw evidence of something, otherwise that wouldn't really need to happen. I kind of just send funny stuff to my friends myself. Yeah, and like I just saw it deleted. Like he didn't even say, "Yo, I deleted Snapchat." He's like my best friend on Snapchat. And he was yeah, and he uses it all the time. And I'm like, what the fuck's this guy doing? Where's he gone? I'm like, so I kidded. I was like, oh, did you delete? What happened? You blocked me on Snapchat? He's like, no, nah, I got rid of it. I'm like, oh, what happened? Your girl saw you creeping on there? He's like, you could say that. She's like, why are you on there? But he wasn't really creeping, creeping, but like she asked why he was on there. And then he just deleted it to, I guess, save himself or just to look so she wasn't bitter. I think that's funny. But what do you think of this? Recruiters say it's easier to get a job when you have a job. So I think it's easier to get a girl if you already have a girl. Like, I think it's easier to get more pussy if you already have pussy because you're not stressing about it, about the shit. You're not acting desperate. You're, you're acting like you've been there before. And what do women love more than a guy who doesn't give a shit about them? Nothing. Nothing is more attractive to a girl than a guy who doesn't give a shit about them. When you're single, 
when you're single, you're like a dog with his tongue out. When you see him, when you see a few bitches walk by and they're in heat, you're like, you know? But when you're getting constant pussy, you're not as desperate. You don't give a fuck if a girl bails on you because you got another option to call or you're busy doing other shit with your bros or whatever, having fun. And I think anytime I had a girlfriend, which is not a lot, to be honest, I was more attractive because I would have bitches asking me out for drinks, sending me nudes. And the only real change was that I didn't give a fuck. I acted like I've been there before, which girls tell me to do. Act like you've been there before. I love when they tell you to do that when you haven't been there before. Yeah, but you're also- Act like you've been there before and I guess... You saw me with a hot girl, so they get jealous. Anytime I was with like a pretty girl, like it would always like amplify and help me out in a way. It was weird, and um, yeah, I mean, but I just say bitches too much. I shouldn't, but it's more of a joke, like a hip hop joke. I've officially thing. stopped cursing on the podcast, so I, sa- I do anymore. respect and love women, but I just say bitches because it's it's actually more funny in jokes. But that's also you also can't have options and go with other girls if you if you have a girl. So what do you like? I mean, you could. <laughs> True. I think it, it could be. Some people have told or me I don't do open this. relationship. I mean, if, or you're if kinda, I like or someone, you're just I'm a dating. Pussy. Nothing's been official, made official yet. Well, people forget. I think Spanish girls uh, educate me on this because they do this a lot. Not to be mean, I mean, Shout my out to our Latina listeners. But like, I feel like people forget that when you're dating and testing someone out, you're able to talk to other people. But a lot of times, I don't do that. I just focus on one at a time, especially with my ADD and try to plan stuff and do stuff. Well, yeah. But like, like women yeah. probably have who are like hot and a lot of things going for them, and you're fucked if you really like the girl and they have like five other ten other options, especially in like a city environment, you know, where there's a lot going on. But when you're really extremely busy, I'm telling you, it's hard to bang multiple people or go on multiple dates. I don't know how some people do it. It's almost like they focus too much on it and have no life. I kind of wouldn't. Th- I don't think that's attractive at all either. If a girl's going on like ten dates a week or whatever, but it happens. It oh, happens girl, a lot. I, yeah, girls definitely do that. They want to keep Put up the, the options, zone. especially especially think about it, dude. If you're a girl, getting into a relationship for a girl is probably a lot more benefact, a lot more benefactors and like components go into it than if you're a guy. So you want to. Go out on as many diff- dates with as many different guys as you can to gauge which one you vibe with the most, which one's gonna do this the most, do that the most. You know, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna you're gonna feel the most. Yeah. So say say a girl lines up, uh, say a girl lines up five dates in a week. She's gonna go on a date. You know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But what Saturday, do they do Sunday, for fun? Whatever. That's not even a good passion for me. What dating is your explore exploration in life? You're, that's how you explore. Well, it's like dating is a lo- dating is a loose word. You try to do something fun when you go. A date is just a synonym for going out with the significant not with with the other gender. True, well, unless you're gay. I'm I'm not, I'm not the same one against gay. You know, in these times, you kind of have to relay that. But I'm just saying, date is like you go rock climbing. You could go to the movies. You could go get sushi. You could go watch porn. Okay, it's just that you're with the other person. A lot of money. Yeah, of course. Um, but it's not like it's and then it's always like. You know, you go out with a, you go out with a, you're going out with a girl, and then you kind of take her out to meet up with your friends or whatever, and then it's like, and then everyone's like, are you guys, are you on a date? Is this Sounds a date like you're describing something very personal with. Yourself. No, I'm not. I'm not at all. But everyone's always asked, are you on a date? Are you on a date? It's just like, uh, I guess if that's what you want to call it. But we're like, yeah, we're just like hanging out. I would say more a date is kind of like you guys go out. You go to like dinner and a movie. You go to a show. You go to, I don't know, a bar. I always think it's weird though. Like I like the fact of just talking to one person at a time. But I know in 2019 and more than ever, it's really not true to a certain degree. Because like, I've really only ever talked to one person at a time. Me too. But it's a Spanish girl put this up and I, I like to follow Spanish girls and see what they're up to on social media and see what they're Creepy. Like, just to see like what the gauge of is going on. And some girl who's hot posted this. You're supposed to date multiple people until you find your, your person. Not saying have sex with all of them, but going out and getting to know them. The talking stage has corrupted this, this generation that people think thinks dating means in a relationship. Bless it. It's like a tweet from somebody that was famous and they reposted it. I kind of agree with that. There's always been that hard to distinguish dating 
relationship, dating relationship. Yeah, and then dating, in, it's like in that conclusion, girl, like I said, that girl. You in go conclusion, out. based off this response, is people really do not understand the difference between dating and in a relationship. But also, not that people don't understand the difference. Some people have different definitions for them. I, I have a different definition than you. That has a different definition than Joe Sweeney. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's what it is. Like a girl is going out date is dating. She goes out with a guy one guy Monday, different guy Tuesday, different guy Wednesday. She's dating. She's dating around. She goes out with one guy Monday, same guy Tuesday, same guy Wednesday. She's with that guy. Yeah, yeah. Do you <laughs> there was some me Instagram, who cares if he likes another girl's pick? So you're gonna let me cyberfucker? That's funny, inner me. So you're gonna let me so you're gonna let him cyberfucker? Oh, the point is yeah, like yeah, say yeah. if you were like in your these mind. girls' yeah, photos yeah, yeah, yeah. and the girl was like looking at that. I feel like girls actually look at that shit. To see if you like girls, probably photos. some psycho girls. But uh, so I read somewhere. I think it's, it's being be- filmed. I think it's best. To, oh shit! Going on Twitter. I read some. Uh, good. I read somewhere. I think it's best to date three people at once. That Jesus. then that way you only care thirty three percent. If you mess up, only problem is is I can't find three girls who actually want to date me. So somebody has to test this experiment hypothesis well, for me. You got a school teacher. You got Not true. a Latina. Not true. <laughs> and you got uh, <laughs> and you got a male lady. What are you talking about, Hype. you idiot? Shout out to our listeners and our fans. That's Love you true. guys. Um, difference between listeners who are cool and fucking people you date. All right, let's get into the uh, Duval Charlemagne thing. We were talking about fucking uh, online dating, and I always refer back to the Mickey Gall episode. And I was scrolling through Instagram. Shout out Mickey Gall and Mickey Gall's on there. And um, but anyway, he was talking about um, like I get like remember when he was saying I get it though. If you're single, why not be on online dating and try it? Because like it doesn't hurt. Somebody like, else just said that to be recently. Because like too. Mickey Gall said that. Remember that's his big component was. I like, think Rubio said it too. To that yeah. if, something like that. And then I was when he, when I was looking at the notes, he posted a photo, and it said, "I hear there's a Jersey card this summer. Who do you want to see this baby fight next?" Is it him? Yeah. As a baby? It's at the Prudential Center. When? Get the facial hair since we see him. He's working. Goatee. Uh, Shout out to your facial hair, Mickey. We love you. <laughs> come back strong and come back on the podcast and don't take Sam the intern bright from us. It's uh, it's happening. It's happening, Hank. Uh, what else you got? What else? Yeah. Oh, uh, day ones. What about him? Uh, little Duval posted a clip oh, yeah. uh of Andrew Schultz and Charlamagne and Joe Rogan talking about little Duval and like his mindset. And Schultz did a really good job explaining it. And uh, Lil Duval about his laid back mindset, kind of like Buddhist like or whatever. And Charlemagne did okay, but not great. And Charlemagne kind of like joked around about Lil Duval, not knowing who Buddha was or whatever, and all that shit. And Duval, Duval liked my comment, and I got like 179 likes or maybe more at this point. Bro, I'm just saying. But like, not like, not bragging. Sound like a weirdo, loser. But <laughs> I commented, Charlemagne knows you too well to really get it and explain to people because he really came in the game with you. It's some day one type ish. They woke. I believe in that stuff. I talk about day one stuff a lot. Do you get it? Do you get it? Cause it's kind of like the woman said you uh, did not day one. Lil Duval was in the game way before. That, she dude, was way off. The comments are so fucking stupid. I don't know why I reply back sometimes. But it's I told funny. you not to. The Duvall? girl kept calling me baby. I thought she was calling baby Duval, and she kept calling me baby. Duval. All it needed to end with was the first messages I got where she came from because she was talking about when Duval first started out in stand up. There it is right there. Duval started in stand up. Charlemagne didn't. But they started to blow up and get the same kind of stuff and get the MTV stuff at the same time. No, no, they started way before that together. If you read his book, like I'm she, just saying, you could like, tell like, like could say the union. She's stuff. she's not a Charlemagne fan because Charlemagne talks in the book how Charlemagne made a pact kind of in a way with Duval about you know blowing up whatnot, and they were good friends, and he would visit him on shows. Maybe maybe he, Duval did start stand up a little earlier than he Charlemagne did. He started, started on freaking, uh, he started on Comic View but, in two thousand one, but 
Oh, he was doing raid, they were doing the raid, their patches at the same time. Ra- he was talking. He was yeah, using and Charlamagne was on Wendy Williams at the same time. Probably. Yeah, but Charlamagne was doing radio before then. So was, he was Duval was doing comedy way before then. They were getting paid yeah. nothing. They were broken like the same area, and so they would he, they would drive to each other. He would drive to his uh, Duval shows, Charlamagne, and yeah, like they made a pack where he was like, "I'm focusing on radio. You focus on stand up comedy." So there was never any competition between them because they were never thinking them like they were the same. One was going to make it in radio. One was going to make it in comedy. And Plus, they're, they're in different industries, together. so they probably would never get into arguments. Yeah, they were like, "Well, it's same entertainment industry, kind of." But like, True. yeah, and so like they were commenting like Charlamagne was some some scrub who's like, "Oh, he was she was he was Wendy Williams' sidekick on the radio, which was like syndicated back in the day," and still like. I don't get it. They were in the same shout fuck. out Wendy Williams, they were, Asbury Park native. They were in like similar entertainment industry, and they were they were on the grind and the rise together. The comments were stupid. Also, even though and Lil Duvall liked the comment, and he agreed with me. Yeah, well, also even Lil Duvall though he's like huge, has a huge following, huge core following, been doing it for a, for a long time. Really smart guy, innovative guy, and bright mind. People people at the drop of hat, like non entertainment people, know Charlemagne. They recognize the name Charlemagne more than Lil Duvall. Yeah, it's weird. And Joe Rogan was like, is that the guy who sings Smile Bitch? Doesn't even know he's like a comedian. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that funny? Duvall said that, though. Like, a lot of times the rapping is what ex- escalated his career. And, like, you could see his Instagram is like a TV network now instead mm-hmm. of go- going on TV. And if and you if you read Black Privilege by Charlemagne, he talks about, like, Lil Duvall and him together and how they had all these ideas. They were doing, like, a fucking, like, hip-hop show for VH1 produced by uh, Terrence Howard. Not the actor, the fucking other guy from BET, whatever. I forget his name. Oh, Terrence J. Terrence J. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and like, long story short, they've been like t- rejected so many times in the industry, and like, finally, they did Hood State the Union, caught the attention of someone from MTV too, and then got on Guy Code and did all that stuff. Yeah, but like, and then got his own show. They've been rejected the so many guys. times, and they Breakfast Club. They've grinded for years, and it, it's it's cool. But what I think about that, like Charlemagne brought up Duvall. These and pr- similar come up. Charlemagne brought up Duvall and promoted him, so he's that's winning right there. And they're real friends. I think he knows Duvall so much. It's where you seen Duvall broke. You seen Duvall before he was famous. So you're like, dude, like I have inside jokes with this guy. He's a dummy. He doesn't know who Buddha is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, sh- and Schultz sees it differently because Schultz is influenced by Duvall. Duvall's older. Yeah, yeah. They're in the same comedy network, and like he looks up to Duvall because he wants to be where Duvall is. So he's gonna fucking promote it more hardcore like he's like a fan like you know how we're fans of Schultz and we promote it well mm. that's like Schultz is a fan of Duvall and he's gonna promote it well Charlemagne's more of a day one home b- homeboy mm-hmm. who's like fucking Duvall's a you know bitch or a pussy like same mentality but will ride or die for him right. it's like the same concept no one wants to he- our day ones don't want to always hear us on the podcast mm-hmm. or see us do comedy but they'll encourage us and root for us but they've been through everything with us but it's like right. at the same time they want to be at the same pedal as us they don't want to be you know what I mean it's like weird they're not hating or like jealous but it's like you don't really look up to your day ones like, yeah, I'm inspired or influenced yeah, by him. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? But Schultz seemed more inspired, influenced by Duvall. Yeah, if that easy. makes any sense. Yeah, it's easy to understand. So that was my comment. People don't understand the comment, though. Because mm-hmm. I was like, he knows him so well, it's hard to explain to people who that guy is. Like, it's hard to explain, like, yo, he's a great comedian, great mindset. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you, you've been around him so so much, it's like you're so used to that, you know? Mm-hmm. And you can't explain it. And you've been in the game with him so long, you, you've seen him evolve. You know the old version you see the involvement and it's like you see the new stuff and it's just like you knew him since day one so yeah. it's like different to yeah. like meet somebody yeah do uh schultz is really like infatuated with kind of the way we blow schultz i was not, that's what i was trying to make him, the explain. Like, and in another podcast where we bring up schultz well but it was you more brought it up before way before it's just not that just like uh, um like how we use remember him. when he was in the interview talking about duvall how he like really fucking fucked with him and smile bitch and like loved his career yeah yeah kind of the that's way ex- that's what you could tell you Schultz could see that going in the setting that platform for like us is how Lil duvall said it for schultz I exactly guess, is what he's trying exactly to say. 
but it's a lot of other people than just Schultz and Lil no shit. Like we've had a million inspirations. But then Diaz and Mero, similar come up kind of. Yeah. As as Charlemagne Duvall. And but like the cool thing about Charlemagne, which is I'm inspired by, is like he helps all those people come up, and that's what I want to do. Not like because I'm like, yo, I helped you come up. It's more of like a good feeling that you're bringing people together, creating. Right. And like that's what Schultz is trying to do now. But as a comedian, your first thing is to be selfish, <laughs> I believe. Because, like, even yeah. he did that. But, like, black comics aren't as bad, I feel like. <laughs> like, Duvall was mad cool, and he helps other people up. Yeah. But, like, he helps Schultz up. A lot stuff, more support I feel, I feel like New York community. is tough. I, there really is on social media. I always said that. Oh, on, and Tay on, agreed on with me. Black Twitter, way more. Black people agree with me because you have your fat boys, fat boy SSEs, your academics who make, uh, who make it in black media off of, like, hip-hop stuff. And, like, even, like, negative shit they post and they become famous and successful, people will hate. But the black community really responds well to them and supports them. And if I did that, I'd be a culture vulture or, like, a racist white boy. But, like, white I feel boy. like white people aren't in tune with the culture as much, for hip-hop yeah. at least, and pop culture. So it's harder to break in as a white person on social media for certain things. I could be wrong with the, like, because you got your Logan Pauls or whatever, Jake Pauls, they're huge. But like, I think for hip hop niches and pop culture, I feel like you have a certain route and it's, you'll be more successful. Mm -hmm. Like your Fatboy SSEs and like your Shiggies and all that, you know? There's like great fan bases behind them in the urban community. Yeah. I just think it's looked at more. It's like, um, I don't want like race or like poverty to play a factor in it, but it's like when a black person makes it big, it's a bigger deal to the to their the urban local black friends than if a white person makes it to us. It's like, oh, he was privileged or whatever, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's like if you grew up with Jake Paul and then he became what he is, it's not looked at like if you grew up with Fatboy SSC. Honestly, that's why I don't fuck with Chris D'Elia. I don't. I don't think he's that funny. And his dad was a movie producer. And oh, I'm like, his, he is. And I'm like, and I'm like, dude, I don't think he really up, worked for it. And he probably did. But I did, just, I look at him and I'm like, dude, he's he's privileged. Like, yeah, he's not. But you, it's uh, not I, even about race. I'm just saying, his dad's a movie director. His daddy had always the right connections. And now but he's this also guy, not an actor. He's a stand-up comic, dude. He was grinding open mics. I could actually send you a podcast link where they go through this. I know, I know. I just have a bad taste. I don't. About even, it. I don't I'm not trying to like a hater. I just never thought he was funny. But like, no, now I don't I, think he is that funny either. But he's and he's, he, he comes he up like a fucking the, prick. To no, be he went through the grind. No, he's a nice guy and he went through the grind. But he, um, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. That's I don't think he's no. I don't think he's funny. But he went through the Eminem thing was the funniest thing he did for me. He's a good comic. He's not a bad comic at all. And dude, he's literally his. He's insane. He sells out everywhere. Girls love. Him. He fucks like thirty girls a day. He sells out everywhere. The Eminem thing really blew him up. His social media up hard. Gets thousands and thousands of hits on everything. He might have blew up a little quicker, maybe a little quicker, but he definitely went through the hustle when he got went to the comedy store and was doing open mics and he was and nobody knew him. Bobby Lee was the first person to ever see him, and he said, "You're going to be big." And it's not like he didn't know his dad was a movie producer or anything. And and he's not an actor. He's not in movies. He's a, I feel he's like a he comic. had the connections, but like I mean, I'm not, not really. He didn't have any... Try not to hate. Movie producer doesn't have connections to the comedy store. What would you think about Rogan saying Charlemagne could do comedy? Did that irk a nerve? No, not at all. He's like, you should do stand-up. And Charlemagne's like, like, I'm respecting the craft. Like, I did a joke yeah. and it was terrible about... Comics would love... He sat down what? on the stool because he's like, I'm not a stand-up. Yeah, and everyone was like, oh my God. Comics would love what Charlemagne like, oh said, but, but what you think comics are like is the opposite of Rogan. So Rogan is like, you could he's do it... He's definitely trying to bring everyone in. Look what he does. Yeah, you could obviously. tell by what he does. He's not a phony. He has a huge platform helping other people out. He loves to do yeah, that Yeah, I'm like that. I'm like, so I, am I, I said, a lot of comedians are I tell you all the time, you could do comedy and you should do comedy. You just don't. So I don't like... You don't really say that. But I'm not saying that, but I say the amount of times you've been saying it for six years, you never done it Six it's like years? what else do you want me to do dude, dude i said do it just sign me up and, and like be a scumbag like, oh yeah sign you up for the like eight o'clock you'll get there at 11 but just be like oh, i had him on there want to know something really funny that's actually that i heard about rogan i was a little bit surprised so joe list i know you're getting the shit on him you don't know who he is no i know it's mark norman's mark norman. buddy on tuesdays with stories joe list amazing comic been doing it forever he was on rogan this was back like a month or two ago whatever and he went to do the improv after Almost with Rogan, a sold-out show at the Improv, and he was just 
chopping it up in the back with Rogan, like in the back hallway, and Ben Glebe, who is a com- he's been a comic for a long time, hosts like a game show, whatever. Not hugely known, but Jewish. big enough. Yeah, yeah, very. But not not hugely known, but big enough comes up to Rogan and he's gonna um, apparently he's like I don't know if it's a, a joke or whatever but he said he's running for president for the 2020 election and he comes up to Rogan and he's like he's like hey man I want to do your podcast I'm running for president and Rogan was like nah well, and, and Rogan's Joe real List is, be quiet Joe List is watching this from like a third party and and, and he's like what and 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 Rogan was like nah I I, it, I don't care it's like it's I don't think it's good or like not, I, I'm paraphrasing but he's like he's like it's not worth it like whatever fuck. and he, and an he said and he said no but he, no it wasn't some like schmuck open mic I heard it that was like Rogan, a guy who's been he's a Rogan guy. asked you though or you get connected I told you that Swab do I say his name right Swab brought in no W in the name Schultz brought in a uh, Swab and uh, Charlemagne. To the so Rogan Schaub, circle. Schaub got Schultz, and, and now Duvall will be on that show. I bet you Duvall will be on that because yeah, of Charlemagne. Yeah. That's how it works. Do you comics see how it works? That's how it should work. That's how it should work. You bring everyone it's like on. That, people helping people. people. But it's helping also people. also Rogan goes out and books who he wants as well. Exactly. And also, do you know like Duvall just by posting that his shit's going up and the other uh, Rogan fans. When yeah. you're on Rogan, you're posting that. Mm-hmm. You're posting that even if it sounds like Charlemagne's like calling you an idiot for not knowing who Buddha is. It, you're, it's just love. Well, Social I don't know what's media. It's really funny how press. Rogan became like a god empire. I was listening. I was some, when I'm bored. Sometimes I go on YouTube and I'll just look up old Stern clips and old Opie and Anthony clips and I'll just listen to them. And I was listening to Rogan because Rogan doesn't like Stern. He hasn't done it in like 17 years. He said he'd never do it again. He went on Rogan. This was probably like 2000. This was, he, was at, he was on Fear Factor. Rogan this went on like, Stern, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Because Stern was doesn't like, go anywhere else on, on, know, on radio. I know. And Rogan doesn't... I actually wanted to get into this, why Rogan doesn't go on any podcasts. I, I think there's... I don't know if there's a reason there, but anyway, before I get to that... Rog- probably because he's so busy doing his shit. True. <laughs> Rogan was on Stern... Rogan was on Stern with his ex-girlfriend, some mm, actress may- show. Some actress Not to chick. cut you off, hold on, but maybe he does that to make value in his brand where he's like, he only does his own. He doesn't go on anyone else's. Yeah, it's fine. I'm just saying. I was curious uh, why. But um, Rogan was on Stern. This is like 2002 or whatever with his ex-girlfriend who's some actress, some 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 known actress. I don't know. It doesn't matter. And Stern being the classic What's Stern. What city of hair ball was he bald in? Or hair? He, whatever he had on Fear Factor. Um, and he, uh, also, also we're getting off track again, but Rogan brought up his hair transplant on the episode. I yeah, know, I know. He, and he, he's like, fuck it. I did Propecia. I did Minoxidil. I did it all. It made me have, <laughs> he goes, I have this scar on my head from my hair transplant. Yeah. He like, had oh, a shit, bunch of them. He looked terrible. He did UFC announcing in like the nineties or whatever. You could tell it was he bad. He started in 97. Yeah. And then like, he was like, fuck it. I just shaved my head. Cause Propecia, i he stopped taking Propecia randomly. Cause he like ran out of a script somewhere on tour. And he's like, I just felt better. I felt more depressed on Propecia. And he's like, I just stopped taking all the hair stuff and just shaved my head and worked out. Yeah. But anyway, but not getting Pull it off, but yeah. Getting back on track. So Rogan was on Stern in like 2002 or whatever with his ex-actress girlfriend. Was she and hot? Stern, yeah, and Stern was doing, you know, great questions or whatever. And they had broken they had broken up. They were broken up at this point because Rogan would cheat on her all the time. And um and Stern was trying to understand why. So he kept badgering Rogan, like, why'd you cheat on her? What were you doing? This and Rogan didn't want to have anything to do with it because it was awkward or whatever. So ever since then, Rogan like doesn't like Stern and wouldn't go on a show or whatever, but it's just like, that's Stern for you. He's an ass what he wants to know. And the fact that, like, Rogan... Because Rogan now, he's kind of just looked at as, like, a god, and he's so, like, positive and good. It's like, if you go back and listen to some of his old interviews and stuff, he was kind of like an asshole. Yeah, I know. And I, people I, don't realize... When you get to a it's certain level... evolving, too. You realize that. Like, that's why I look yeah, at all the... I forgot to mention, that's why I look at all the s- successful people, like Howard Stern, Letterman... Um, Charlemagne. Letterman he, was pe- a you, you, huge ass. People who are called assholes in the industry, even like Conan back in the day, and now how they're humble and nice and like love therapy, love having mental health, meditating gym. Like I look at them and I'm like, dude, if they're going through that stressful lifestyle early on and now are doing different things with it, like that's key. You know what I mean? Like trying to better their lifestyle. Um, 
Schultz, Joe Rogan effect gives him a million more views a week, Schultz was saying. And then Charlemagne effect was the reason the YouTube page existed. Say that, please repeat that one more time. Joe Rogan effect, this is Schultz, Joe Rogan effect gave him a million more views a week for the first time he was on the Rogan Experience podcast, whatever. Charlemagne effect, brilliant idiots in the YouTube channel, was the reason the YouTube pages existed. Like I was just saying, some don't get it. This is what I try to explain when we get into blueprint talk. There are a lot of talented people we know, but the exposure and the, the positive view and the effects and the exposure, like going on Rogan, going on Brilliant Idiots, or working with Charlemagne, working with Schultz, working with Rogan, that brings it to a different level. You also have to keep it there and maintain that or get, get more shit going on. And also you have to keep a basement. Keep a basement. But no doubt in my fucking mind that if anything, if, if anything, like if anything I did get exposure like that, I'm getting, I'm getting new fans, new opportunities, and taking it to another level. Like if you're getting on a fucking Joe Rogan, getting on the Brilliant Idiots, stuff like that. Like people go on there and their books become New York Times bestsellers or chart on Brilliant Idiots, on Rogan, stuff like that. And it was cool how the two worlds combined, the two media worlds, like the hip-hop, Charlemagne, and then Rogan, and like they're like two of the biggest doing it. No, no cap, seriously. All facts. But um, ain't no clout chasing or selling out for views, but it's being recognized too and getting that opportunity to live your dreams. That's what people don't get. It's like, I'm not selling out. You're not going to sell out if you're on these platforms or you're doing big things. It's not clout chasing. It's being recognized and to get that opportunity to live your dreams and do what you want to do, make a living out of it. But like, and also, Schultz had had the quality content, but he didn't have the mainstream exposure. And he was one of those comedians who wanted TV shows and specials, but realized, fuck the industry. Put yourself on, and with the help of brilliant idiots, videos and cosigns, it helped. And then, you know, just limitations on platforms putting you on, like Netflix, TV networks, all that. And I also agree on Charlemagne's take. Uh, keep a basement is not for everybody. Cause like, listen to this. I try to make Mike Sweeney for everybody, but if people don't like me, I get it. Fuck it. Like, it's impossible to please everyone. Charlemagne was saying, like, he doesn't even like to promote Brilliant Idiots. He just likes to get ideas out and have that, you know, day one core audience to talk to. He doesn't want to get corporate or backlash because not everyone is is for him. Not everyone's going to like it. He doesn't want to get me too. He doesn't want to be canceled culture, whatever the hell it is. And he doesn't want an outsider coming in and being outraged. I feel the same with promoting hard on on my personal page and Facebook. Say that again, the last part. You feel what? Jeez, come on. I feel the same way promoting on my personal page in Facebook. As Keep a Basement page. Like, I just feel that it's not for everybody. That's why I kind of have, like, do I post it or do I not? Because, like... Oh, I, you I ever, pretty much repost You everything. ever feel like the shit we say is for a certain crowd of people, and once you get bigger and more exposure, it's harder to do that, especially now? Because yeah, but the whole be, point is to make it for, for everyone, and if you don't want it, that's nah, fine. That ain't the whole fucking point. Huh? That ain't the whole fucking point, to make it for everybody? To make content for everybody? No. Yeah, that's my point. That's fucking stupid. Why was it it's stupid? It's the people who fuck with you. Your day one, especially like a podcast where it's organic and authentic, you represent for your core audience more than anything, especially when you make it to a different level. Yeah, but you want to make an audience. Exactly. When but there is want, no audience. But you don't want fucking... Well, you just contradicted everything we just said. I'd rather have someone in Kansas listening than my friend. That's an audience. Get, yeah. A core audience. audience. Yeah. It's different though if it's like some fucking guy who is like, fuck, you don't even care if he listens or he doesn't even know what you're doing, but he listens I to you because you're famous. I care if everyone And listens. then he rebels against and hates on it. I don't care. We make and plus we make enough. We try to make enough uh, differentiated stuff. You didn't listen. That people that was the will. Point. People will listen for when we do the business episodes. People will listen when we do funny flashlight videos. People will listen for when we talk about hip hop or whatever. Yeah, no, definitely that. I'm not. I'm saying that's an audience, but I'm saying it's like when you get so big that everyone listens to you and you're so popular and you have to worry about shit you're saying. I mean, don't worry, we're not there yet. But 
Hopefully we are there. But dude, in podcast platform until like it gets not everyone, restricted. You're not understanding. Not everyone's going to. Not everyone's going to listen to Jesus and Mero. Not everyone's going to listen to Brilliant Idiots. Not everyone's going to watch Bill Maher. Obviously, I'm not saying everyone, dude. There's seven billion people in the world. You can only get to whatever. Like, I'm yeah. just saying, you know, enough to make it to make it a thing to make it established. And I was listening to Burt Kreischer recently on Greg Fitzsimmons' podcast, and he was saying how. Well, I actually meant to bite the audio for you and send it to you, but you wouldn't listen to it. And Bert was saying how these people who are doing podcasts on networks and not for podcast networks are like, why? Literally, he's like, he like goes to people he sees at the comedy store who don't have podcasts yet because it's 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 hard enough to believe people still don't have podcasts like comedians. And, and some of the and he's, fucking and podcasts are bad. He'll audio. go up to them. He'll go up to them and he'll say, "Why aren't you doing a podcast?" And they'll be like, "Oh, I don't have an editor. No, I don't have an editor. I don't want to do this. Sounds like do you. I got to go to a Old studio. I got to do whatever." And he's like, no, dude, you just need a camera and a microphone and you could do it yourself. And he was saying, and then Fitzsimmons was saying, because he Fitzsimmons used to work I don't on Sirius. Fitzsimmons is. He's a comedian. He's been doing it for 30 years. He's a comedian. He was the only other comedian who had a show on Sirius XM Stern channel other than Stern. It just ended, though, like a couple months ago. And um, he was saying that some network, I forget whatever, Bert was going to, or Bert or, or Fitzsimmons was saying that you should, Sirius XM, if, 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 after, if after Stern retires, Let's be. It's kind of assumed that Sirius might die after Stern retires because there's no other show to put up to Stern. Yeah, you is. got. Yeah, you got the bonfire. You got Nikki Glaser show. You got either. whatever, whatever. But no, this is what Fitzsimmons was saying. Is saying if if Sirius was smart, if Stern is going to retire, say he comes out, he's going to retire. You sh- uh, Sirius should go and t- make a podcast channel and get all the big podcasts on and put them on, put them for free and just pay the pay the host. Uh, Bert just threw out a number. He was like, give me 5,000 an episode. You put it on Sirius, no restrictions, no nothing. Give me 5,000 an episode and I would do that gladly. And They're, the Sirius audience will get bigger. They suck. They, they always want restrictions. If they pay for it, I'm they want saying, they want that it. That was his thing. idea. Yeah, but if they pay for it, they're going to want it on their platform only and make people pay for it. They're fucking snakes. Yeah, no, yeah, no, he was completely against that. Yeah, put it on their platform, but still free. I know how Sirius operates, believe me. They're going down in the future. Not good. No, oh, good. Fuck it. Oh, well, after Stern retires. But he might not retire. He might do it until he dies. Yeah, he might. Like two days a week and then just replay Yeah, that's stuff. the thing. He, go, he, only has, he, goes, he only goes in two days a week. Yeah, like days four a week. days or whatever, yeah. But I thought that was a very interesting point that I heard. I feel like you don't want to be a character yourself, too, and that's what he was talking about, too, in Joe Rogan, Charlemagne. Joe like, Hogan. Where he saw, like, in paper clips, they called him the hip-hop Howard Stern, and then he was, like, acting reckless on purpose. And, like, I feel like after a while... Like, if you're 80 doing radio, like, you don't want to become a character yourself. You kind of have to evolve with that. Right. Getting old, you know? That's another reason why Howard Stern was different back in the day than he is now. Yeah. Um, anything else? Uh, I was just saying, I don't want my aunt knowing I'm talking about oh, yeah, sexual questions on a podcast. Like, I don't I want someone in my too. local area knowing what I'm doing. I don't want to get that awkward message of somebody be like, yo, can I come on the podcast? Me neither. But then when you get big enough, it's kind of just like, what are you going to do? Like, I was listening to Chris Stefano because his podcast, we bring it up a lot, History of Highness, is literally the shit they talk about is wild. Like, sex and everything. And he's like, my aunt just got access to the podcast and he started freaking out. <laughs> and he's worried now that she's going to, you know, call him and my say, what's Stuff. My aunt listened and liked the drop of my mom making fun of me and like you talking about the CBD oil. Shout out my aunt. But I want a comedy <laughs> fan. Wife, I want a fan. I want a comedy fan listening organically. I want a hip hop fan checking out the podcast and my interviews. But I still fuck with everyone because to get bigger, it's always good to get a local audience. But I feel like if they don't hop on right away anyway, like it doesn't matter. Like because like people will hate 
in your hometowns, but they won't hate you in like Kansas. They won't hate you in Connecticut. They won't hate you out of the country. They don't know you. They like you. They're listening to you. You know, it's different. Also, people who and know podcasts, listen to podcasts or watch video. Yeah, exactly. Content, and and sometimes you. they see the big picture after like you're already big. That fan in Minnesota might be more authentic than a, than and real compared to a fan from your hometown. You know what I mean? Right. Because they hop on late. People from your hometown, like, oh, he finally made it or whatever. Um, but it's good to have fans everywhere. Yeah, I don't know if we get big enough to where like more people or family or whatever actually listen, and then they'll see. I mean, I don't think we get into like like you. Let's be honest, like you have a full fake dick pic segment right on YouTube. It actually has decent views. So it's I don't like, know what you're talking about. That was all for comedy. <laughs> it's not real. It's you and Alex. Not um, good when some. Gosh. So I mean, it's kind of just out I there. But we have so much inspirational and good and gems and 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 um like Gary V style content. And gem and suggestions on our entrepreneur episodes, yeah, we got like the Ruby episode we just did. Shout out to Jared Rubio. Check out Stealth Mode Motorsports. Such a great episode, and he functions a little bit differently than other entrepreneurs we've had on about how yeah, hey, he, I need money coming in. I'm he's not, like low key. I'm not. I'm you know he's not. Comedian, he's not Mister Social Media. Not Mister Social Media. Silent not Mister. Not Mister. I'm gonna go broke for my dream. Lasagna. He's actually uncommon. Real G's moving silence like lasagna. To get back more into that family thing, I would put anything that's content appropriate for a business style like. I'll throw up on LinkedIn sometimes, so I put a couple of Jerry Rubio bites, entrepreneur gems on the LinkedIn. Yeah, that's and what my dad liked it. That's what the and s- said. I'm going to listen. Not good. That's what the Sound House owner said. He's like, well, the company at first didn't like what like the content, the main thing of it. Because you, you look see at the our porn page first. You look at our page. You see the popular interviews. You see the porn. You see the adult content because that's how we lure people in, and also that's what we do. You got to like, make them realize make. we got we're a full circle, baby. We got and some that, the good thing gems. is we the, got some comedy. Yeah, the thing is we got entrepreneur episodes. We got rap uh, to learn about social media and business, and then we got different stuff too. So he's like, oh, we could do that if you like take this out or if you like you know we're, we're down to like that's where the restrictions cool. come in. we're down to like help people out you know and like promote we business. got fighting we will f- we specialize in ufc we're, fighting we're curious, sports a little people, bit yeah. not really could do more sports um but yeah yeah just keep it basement keep it basement let's get ready to rumble Nigga, shut your ass up, man. I, <laughs> I don't give a fuck, man. You are listening to Keep It in the Basement, like most Italians. If you're not Italian, keep it there anyway. Well, that's cool, because you're a fan. I'm a fan, too. You know what I'm saying? And I think, to, to me, fans make the best interviews. You know what I mean? Like, Because we're asking the questions from a fan perspective. When you're a true fan... And, you follow the artist and you study your artist and you know an artist's music, you know an artist's background, you know the questions, the right questions to ask because you're asking questions from a fan perspective. And not only that, the reason you said that you're able to talk to uh, your favorite artist for an hour, it's not that you're able to talk to them for an hour, it's you're able to listen to them for an hour. It's a yeah. difference. See, a lot of interviewers don't listen. See, I'm a listener. Like, yeah. like a lot of interviewers that have 20 questions and all they want to do is get through those 20 questions but the yeah. truth about it is if you ask me a question if I ask an artist a question and the artist answers me if I'm listening I'm probably going to get something else out of his answer that I want to ask him and that's what a conversation is all about hello hello Sipes yes, what's up? hey what's going on this is Mike Sweeney Jeez. what's up dude Mike Sweeney the idiot got it what keep it what radio basement Keep it basement? Like, keep it, like, keep it in the house. Keep it yeah. basement radio? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, hey, what's going on? It's your boy, Lil Dicky. Shout out Mike Sweeney, Swain, and Keep It Basement Radio. What's up, guys? This is Mickey Gall. You're listening to Keep It Basement.
Keep It Basement. Where's a It's Joanne. For Keep It Basement, Mike's mom. He needs a effing job. <laughs> oh my god. Shout out to the woman who created Mike Sweeney, the Sweens. Play yourself. Don't ever play yourself. Don't ever play yourself. Don't ever play yourself. Congratulations, you played yourself. Out and I go, uh, obviously you don't know who the Sweens is, okay? A fucking world-renowned hip-hop and radio producer and host, radio host, who's done interviews with countless superstars and is a fucking multifaceted talent. So the fucking best thing you could fucking do is have him be a sponsorship for your fucking ship bag CBD oil because the kid's a fucking legend in the game, okay? He's the fucking greatest interview you will ever see. Howard Stern, Charlemagne, Larry King ain't shit on Mike Sweeney, okay? So you're going to want to fucking have our business, motherfucker. Sincerely, the, sincerely, the Sweeney. Get yourself shot. Yo, keep it basement. Keep it basement. Back at it, baby, with the bang bangers. Shout out to Joanne Sweeney for telling us why. Who gives fuck? Who gives a fuck about what you guys have to say? Hell yeah! Always nice to have a mother who supports. <laughs> We're gonna have more drops coming into the episodes because they're funny and the intro outro. Fleshlight, we still love you. Uh, keep reposting. What about uh, Zoom audio problems? Do you still love Zoom? That was funny. Zapia punched the Zoom the other day. Zoom is like an audio recording device you take on the road with you. He didn't know how to work and put the volume on. Good let's times. make the let's make the world's simplest audio device. We'll call it a Zoom, right? Let's push play and see that the time is working and just go He's through. A fucking and idiot. then it just won't record the sound. It's great. Uh, a really smart advice uh, uh, invention. Zapia punched the Zoom. Genius. The guy who made it's real smart. So I, I feel like comedians. I always say this. I feel like are not amazingly creative, but just good public speakers and get a good feeling for making people laugh. Like, I feel like there's cr- more creative people who aren't even comedians. Like, Lil Dicky is technically a comedian, but he's not, but he's pretty creative. I'm pretty creative. And, like, there's an example there. And then also, like, people who video edit. I want to write a movie script. Like, what about what David Tell was saying, the comedy clips you sent me? I think you can need a middle balance there. Like, your YouTube cooking show, he said, right? The <laughs> example. And then also doing what you love or forcing yourself to do comedy, too. But you, I feel need, like that you need a middle na- ground. You need that now. You didn't need that 30 years ago when he started. Exactly. You need to go to the clubs. You need a middle ground. Right, he was saying pretty mm-hmm. much what I got out of it. Like I didn't know if he was kidding or not, but if you want to, he says that. that as a joke because he's an old, very old school, right jokes kind of guy. That's how he started. But he sees the internet now, and it's like, yeah, you kind of got to do that to like whatever. But he went in with what his real suggestions were after that. But he wasn't completely not serious about the YouTube thing because it's like he knows that with the younger crowd and with whatever with technology, you kind of got to do that. Now. Yeah, I think what Locker said. He's no. just an old school. It's like uh, he's just an old school. Yeah, yeah. You can shake your head. You literally have cut me off this entire episode. Unlike you not just unlike any talking. other episode, yeah. But then something came to my head, so I can speak on it. Fool. Um. You know, he like he you know he just re, he, he doesn't know how to like repost something on Instagram or whatever. He's like he's not, he's like your dad with Instagram. It's like he's old. You know, he's our parents' age. He started in. Don't the fucking 80s. tell me Joe Sweeney doesn't work Instagram. <laughs> he made flyers. What? <laughs> Yo, make a Joe Sweeney Instagram next. Can you guys follow Hey Locker on Instagram? It's gems. Literally, Rubio was saying how that guy should have a million. Locker said, "Know who you are and know what you want to do, and keep swinging and taking risk." I feel like David Tell said the same fucking thing in a way. Yeah, he did, right? Yeah, and he did exactly what we want. The best part of his David Tell clip that I I bit at you was the end when he says, "I bit at you." <laughs> when he says, "I don't, I have any regrets. I did everything. I don't, I haven't d- done any. I haven't not done anything that I want to do. I did all that I wanted, you know." Yeah, and that's doing stand up. It's weird though, like. There's a rap line Joe Budden says. He's my favorite. I don't belong here. Dad fucked mom in the wrong year. I feel Jesus. like, say if you were like, 
He meant like he would rather be rapping than back in the day with good rappers. Yeah, well, where is he now? Not rapping. He's like the top media personality on hip hop. <laughs> you sound like the hater from after Charlemagne. But like, I sound like Andrew Schultz. <laughs> no, factory episode. But uh, like, if Attell was now starting out, he would definitely do things differently. And same with Stern. Stern hates on podcasting and all that. He would definitely start a podcast because radio's dead. That's funny. I was watching. It's a, all um, like it's more. It's important to be successful and talented at what you do, but it also timing is important. People don't realize that. I was watching the. Did you read? Right? Uh, did you read the Conan interview in the Stern book? He said Conan was his favorite interview ever. Yeah, right. So I was just watching a little bit of it on YouTube, and and he was and Stern talking was like about like depression, taking and, meds, but he was also like fooling Bill Cosby. But he was like because he was talking about media, or whatever, and, and Stern was like, I know I'm old and I should be doing a podcast, or whatever, blah blah. And he's just like, I just don't want to. Well, you know, oh, I that wasn't in the way, book. Whatever. That wasn't in the book. It's on part. YouTube. Mm. Um, but yeah, you're going to hate on what is, cha- is, is going to make you, is going to be a challenge uh, or a competitive, uh, a competitive, that's you're, the word I was looking for. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. anything else? Yeah. Stern always wanted to compete too. And he doesn't do that now. That's what another thing he didn't like about himself. Yeah. Like the ego in him. Who the hell's Bella Thorne? Her nudes leaked. That's old. She's like an actress. I know. I didn't even know that. She's on she, Disney and Channel. And then Whippy Goldberg was like saying, just don't, I don't even know, like don't have them on your phone. The iCloud, dude, they could hack into that shit. Yeah, but it's just like. And yeah. then she got mad and then people were like, Whippy Goldberg didn't do anything wrong. Stupid. Who's not going to have nudes on their phone? I mean, come on. Girl, whatever. Naked pictures. Send them my way if they're that was legal old, and also if you're accepting of them. That was old school mentality on um, Bella Thorne. I mean, uh, what Whippy Goldberg say, said. Oh, I don't know if I ever told you this story. And my buddy was. Just in town, and we didn't hang out at all. Very good video Whoopi production Goldberg's guy. OG. Shout out to Nick Conti. I'm he glad lo- he helped us out. Scumbag. He's busy, <laughs> and he lives in San Diego. Um, he lives in San Diego, but he told me this huge in-depth story. I feel like I probably told it to you, but you're useless, <sighs> so you probably forgot. You can't even remember what I just said. I don't know if he wants me to say it on here, but basically, he. I guess he, he was wants on, to be a pussy. I think he it. was on online dating, and he dates a 19 year old. No. Oh, that's your other buddy. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't listen. I don't know if they're dating. Whatever. She's above eighteen. Um, get the lambskins, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Joe. Tommy, I got lambskins. We need one, pal. Here, fuck in my basement. Um, no, there was this thing going around. Apparently, it's po- it's like a common thing. I think he matched with a girl on online dating, she and she date. said she's over eighteen. And then he then proceeded to receive photos from her. And then, uh, and then, uh, shut the fuck my up. My biggest you fear. Fucking. It already sounds scary. Probably gonna edit this freak. out. Okay, and she was underage. I haven't told you that. Not good. He should call you up and tell you. No, you're you're, you're you have to listen. Be oh, quiet. Okay. Big fear. Okay, and then he gets a call. He, he comes home from work that one day. He gets a call. Okay, he gets a call. This is X Y Z. Her name is Father. And I'm gonna and I and I know you've been talking to my daughter. And I'm gonna call the police. And I'm gonna have you arrested. Shut your stupid phone up. And I'm gonna do this, that, whatever. She's she's not 18. She's 16. This was the dad speaking. Was this real? I just said it was underage. No, you ha- you have to. I, I can't. Oh, it was like a joke. I, I can't say it till the end. Wait till the end. So he's freaking out. He's like, he's like, I'm not gonna, um, I'm not gonna, um. He asked for money. He asked you, uh, unless you, um, unless you pay. I really wish he was here. I forget. You, unless Pull you. Pull him up. And put it on. That's a good idea. Where's my phone? Or basically, I was just like. Uh, Butchered the story. Yeah, I butchered the story, but we were talking about like underage girls on online dating or something like that. And I said, Online dating and nudes. This was the crazy, yeah, nudes. And I was like, This is the craziest story I've heard from my buddy Nick. So walk us through it. All right. So it all started first night. You know, it's 10 o'clock at night. I'm a little buzzed. It was like a Friday night. We're drinking, having a good time. This girl messaged me on uh, plenty, of, plenty of beasts, pl- plenty, of, plenty fish. of fish, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. 
And, uh, yeah, she's cute. You know, I assume she's 21 because you got to be 21 to be on the website. She's got some photos of her drinking in the background. Either way, star messenger, messaging her. You know, we get flirting pretty quick. And, you know, before I know it, she's asking me to send her some news. And I'm like, it's 1230 here, bitch. Like, I'm doing that. Like, <laughs> I'm half drunk asleep in bed. So I, you know, I keep playing along with it. I'm like, ah, whatever, whatever. How about you send me some? So she <laughs> sends me, like, two or three videos and photos. So I pass out. I'm like, whatever. I don't care. I wake up the next day. Nothing really messaging from her. I make my one little answer her message that I ignored last night. I don't so another day passes, and then I'm like, yo, you're trying to do something this weekend, like it's Sunday, let's, uh, let's grab a bite tea, let's grab a drink. All of a sudden, no answer again. Monday morning, I'm at work. I'm at the, I'm at the gym. It's like 8.30 in the morning. I'm having a good time. Out of nowhere, I get a phone call from San Diego. Now, I never get phone calls from San Diego. I haven't lived here long enough to get phone calls from San Diego. So I let it go to voicemail. Immediately answer it. Hello, this is... Uh, Officer Dwayne Voss from the San Diego Police Department. I had an issue come to my desk that I'd like to talk to you about. So I'm like, what the fuck? I haven't done anything bad. I haven't stolen anything in like two years. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) So all of a sudden, I look it up. It's a real police number. So now I'm like, what the fuck? I give him a quick call right back. Hey, how's it going? He goes, hey, do you know this girl? Whatever her name was. Let's just say Alice. You know, she's like, do you know this girl, Alice? I'm like, yeah. And she goes, well, she's 15 years old. And I was like, what What the the fuck? fuck? Like, first off, no, she's not. I looked at those photos. Secondly, what? (laughs) So I'm freaking out now. I'm like, this guy's like, yeah, this is a serious issue. He starts throwing these these threats at me. Like, this could be really bad. You could be like a little sex offender for the rest of your life. Like, you think you're going to be able to get a job like this? And blah, blah, blah. He's like, well, the father wants to talk to you. Do you mind if he calls you? So immediately I'm like 100%. Like this is a complete misunderstanding, you know, give him to give him my number. So now I'm pacing around for like 30 minutes waiting for this guy to call me. Finally calls me. And when I tell you is this, you could tell he was an older black man and he just went off on me. Like I went to say something. He goes, no, no, fucking sit there and you're going to listen to me telling me I'm a piece of garbage that him and his wife want to take me to the police station right now and get me charged immediately. And then he starts turning around once I explain myself. I'm like, dude, like, I had no idea what any of this is. Like, what do you, like, no, I have a sister. This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> so now this guy goes, all right, all right, listen, let me, let me talk to my wife because we make family decisions here. You know, it's not up to me. We got to, we got to come to agreement. So I'm like, all right, give her a call. Call me back. He calls me back about 20 minutes later and goes, listen, me and my wife have agreed that if you're willing to pay for my daughter's sexual therapy education class. That's what it was. This is where I got fucked up. Yeah, we'll we'll drop the charges and everything will be good. So immediately I'm like, well, yeah, what's it going to be like 200 bucks for the class? Whatever. I'll pay $200. This will disappear. So he goes, we're going to send you over, uh, you know, send it to this email. And I go, first off, you know, I need receipts of everything if I'm doing this. And I need, like, guarantee, like, I want to see the invoice from this place that she's going to. You know, I want I want details because now I'm getting a little sketched out. They're asking me for money. Right. So he sends me a text with a PayPal. And he's like, it's my brother's PayPal. You know, I don't have one, so I've sent it here. So I'm like, this is fucking weird. Call back the cop. The copy doesn't answer. Call them immediately after again. And I'm like, what's the deal with this? He wants me to PayPal him money or something? Like, how can I guarantee 
that this doesn't come back and bite me in two years because they just waited. You know what I mean? And uh, so the cop goes, oh, yeah, yeah, it's his brother's PayPal or something like that. So immediately I'm like, what? You guys talked about this? Like, I feel like I'm being extorted now at this point. So I told the guy, send me everything. I'll send it over to you. I left work that day. I was freaking out. You know what I mean? At this point, it's been like three hours. I'm thinking I'm a fucking pedophile now. I'm going to jail. Like, I'm fucked. So I ended up leaving work, and Detective Conti came into the room, and I started crunching. I was looking up anything that is even remotely related to what I just went through. I freaking called a lawyer. I called my uncle's best friend, who's also a lawyer. I'm calling every single police department trying to get in touch with the real Detective Dwayne boss. So I finally, after calling all these places, a lawyer was useless. You know, I finally was able to get a hold of Dwayne Voss's office. I listened to his voicemail and he sounded nothing like the guy that I talked to. Right. So now I'm starting to be like, okay, this definitely is starting to look like a scam. I start looking around on the internet. Apparently, like multiple people have committed suicide over this type of fraud scam. So the next morning comes over after I filed a police report that night. I had the cops came over, gave them all my information, all the photos, text messages, everything, which was probably some gross ass text messages that that guy had to go through. <laughs> so now, now I get a call this in the next morning, and I'm still kind of freaking out over it. He goes, uh, "Hello, is uh, is this Nicholas Conti?" I'm like, "Yes, it is. This is uh, Officer. I mean, this is the real detective." Dwayne Voss or whatever his ended up being. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you. You know, weight off the shoulders the moment he said this is the real guy. And he was like, thank you so much. Like, helped me out so much along the way. But then I get a call from the cyber division. So this they ended up sending me a fake invoice, which I called the place up. They ended up going, this is not us. You right. know, this is not a real invoice from us. So they called me their president of their company and their freaking IT supervisor on the phone. They're like, Hey, did you report this in? We want to catch this guy. And I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. Hmm. I get the detectives calling me now. So boom. Oh man. But for the next six minutes of my life, that day, that whole day was probably one of the worst days of my life in a nutshell. And you freaking just moved out there. Basically. I just moved out there. It was like six, four months ago. I, was, I just hit my year mark. Yeah. The first problem I see, sorry for cutting you off, is you were on Plenty of Fish. That's already the problem. <laughs> yes. Like the, the, the weirdest people are on that site. I'd rather stick my 100%. dick in a, can, in a can opener. That's but, insane. But Plenty of Fish was before Tinder, and now it's just, I heard it's just sketchy. It's scams. It's all fucked up. It's, it's pretty much an escort scams. site. What did, and they, what did they, did they ever find out who it was or no? Nope. So that's that was it. I told you. I was right at the part. This. So that's what the craziest part about this whole thing is. They use, I think it's called Google Voice, and it fakes a number so that they could be calling from anywhere. And at the end of the day, it could be two guys sitting in a room that have just been cycling through numbers. There's prank apps like that. One person after another. Yeah. Right. Did they use a VPN? Were- it's kind of like a VPN for a computer, right? Exactly. You could, you're through your phones, whatever it ends up being. But essentially, after the detective called me, he's like, I want you to know there is like a 95% chance that we have do not, nothing comes of this. Damn. That's a lot those of are like some in-depth, like multiple well, team member here, fucking case. For the people who are listening yeah. to this, uh, the cop reaching out originally was fake. And then the real cop responded. I feel like he probably was really upset because someone was using his name as fraud. So they got involved and helped you, which is good. So what happened with that is they actually end up using 
his wrong title, and that's the only reason I was able to catch it. Well, like, and how did they? Even, they had to be local, right? Because, or maybe they knew local people and looked it up because they were using a real person, and that probably made the real cops mad. So he had a brother that was a detective in San Diego, no longer Holy is. Shit. So they assumed that they looked it up. They probably saw his name in an article, looked it up on in, uh, LinkedIn, found his brother. This is a lot of and fucking was work. Assumed it was the same guy. Whoever these they scammers were, are, they're probably doing some other shit too. Because this was, is a lot of work, and it was all to get fifteen hundred bucks. This is well. That's the whole thing. Is they were trying to get. I think it was two grand out of me, or three grand out of me at first, and then probably the same I, from a bunch of people. And I was like, if they probably run this scam on a hundred people in a month. And they get two, three people. They're getting paid more than I'm getting paid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's th- three, three people. That's all they need to get burn. Yeah. And my buddy actually had the same thing happen to him on Tinder, but they really, really wanted eight hundred dollars from him. Jesus. But they tried to meet him in person. They were like, "Oh, come to this location. I'll be there." And he's like driving in circles. And he's like, "I left there because it was so sketchy. It was like..." On the corner of like a Wendy's in the hood. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, this it's it seems like it's so in depth and like elusive with details, but I feel like it's like there's scams like this that happen. You gotta like you literally went to the ends to fucking find it. But the fact that they use an actual cop's name, even if he was a former cop, was like they fucking did research and shit. It's creepy. Yeah, it's creepy. Yeah. And then also, what did the girl look like? Were the nudes good? And was it like a porn star who got her video stolen? Could you tell there was something sketchy with the pictures? Because you could see that a lot on Bumble or Tinder now. So it definitely wasn't the like her regular photos and her account information all seemed legit. You know what I mean? It was like a legit bio. That's why you got to be careful. flight attendant. You know what I mean? There was some detail into this description. As for the video she sent me after the fact, it was definitely the same girl. Right. So that's you know I mean I could you could just tell. Do you but do you think she, do you think she's well. in on the scam or she got her shit stolen? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Wait, I do you, one wait, of do you, the guys was flirting with her, got those photos from her, and then sent them around. Boom. So she probably wasn't a part of it. I don't think so. Because mm. at the end of the day, I never. By the time I got the phone call, it was only men voices that I ever interacted with. Right. And and he, Tom was saying that they were from like out of the country. Is that true? Like, how does that work? Oh, I out? said maybe they could be because you never found no, out. They, they could be. I mean, they didn't sound it, but very well. Like the the one guy sounded very, I want to say like a redneck type of tone to his voice. Right. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, you wait, put on the a black guy was a redneck, or it was a white guy too? The the person impersonating the cop, but the father of the girl was 100% a black man. Wow, you got oh, a yeah. black guy and a redneck working together. That's what I'm saying. Trump's right? America. You hear that often. <laughs> That's the only positive in this situation. Trump's America. America. Oh, yeah, so you had someone impersonating the cop and someone impersonating the father, so it was two different people, uh, at least. At minimum, there could be at other a team of guys that are doing the research and shit. This is some L.A. shit, I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> this is some scammer shit. <laughs> and the whole thing is when the cop called me, 100% you could hear people in the background. Like, it sounded like other people, phones ringing, you know. Like a whole agency of this like shit. like an office almost. But, yeah, I could totally see it being a whole agency of people. Jesus. Working for, That's why I'm referring to another country. successfully scam, mm. they get a bonus probably. Yep. The way Zapia described it was that uh, you reached out to the cops first, and I was like, what the fuck? Why would you do that? It's like you're self-snitching, but you said yeah, that I the up. whole thing was that a fake cop reached out to you first, so that's why you went to the local authorities. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you I, wouldn't want to just reach out to a cop first about this, would you? It's a little weird. Like, hey, I no, said dick. I was very yeah. hesitant. Yeah. I, and he was I smart about it, up, too. Yeah. I didn't end up filing the police report until that night of the first night. So, after that was almost 14 hours later before I was like, you know what? 
let me just get it on paper. Right. You know, just in case, because I, at the end of the day, and, and the one thing that I, you know, talking to a lawyer confirmed for me is that if this was a whole real situation, um, the cops wouldn't have reached out to me. They would have tried to set you up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They set you up in a nude case. scandal. Yeah, they're gonna try to, get me to meet this girl in person. They're not gonna. That's true. At yeah. At the end of the day, I never sent anything. I never right. gave her any any credentials or anything really about me. I never sent her anything but words. You never sent so dick pics. Zero fault. Nope. Oh, is that being made? Yeah. It they might seem like you sent. Um, yeah, I, I, I was. That's I was like, did the cops like look at uh, like it'd be so embarrassing if you sent dicks and you're like, you look, the cops are looking at your dicks and the messages. It's like funny. They <laughs> might have. They might have jumped on it too quick for you not sending that. Only sending words and nothing details like where you live or where you work or anything. They might have fucked themselves. Yeah. Exactly. You I don't know. even think you get in trouble if someone sends you nudes and says they're. Did you ask? Like, I think that's what you have to ask if you're of age. Some girls get mad if they even are of age, and you're like, "Hey, how old are you?" Because they don't want to be known as older than they are. They're like, "Fuck you! Don't ask my age." I'm like, I'm doing it for my like, <laughs> like good like reason. Yeah, I don't want to go. I don't want to go to prison this month. I feel <laughs> yeah, really good about you, it. you're asking how tall I am. I'm gonna lie and say I'm six one instead of five ten. No, I'm kidding. But like, you're well. Let me ask the age. Damn it. Yeah. You know. You know, and I, to top it off, actually, something sketchy just happened last week too. Where Jesus, I get off the online. Some selling something on let go and a guy gave me replica cash really like, i just yep. i literally just made Wait, a let like go mo- account. movie theater cash yep. is that it's like the movie cash right i think so it literally it's going on around the bottom of it replica what? it's funny because i feel like these are scams that are fucking west coast scams i, I feel yeah, like you get you could get I'm, scammed about probably in new jersey too though about this stuff i think anywhere. Oh, especially if you're outside of new york city where there's just so many people you yeah. know trying to make a living yeah. that's the thing out here everyone's trying to make a living it's so it's so expensive to live yeah, out expensive. here it that could be yeah it could be somebody down the block from you yeah exactly what was you like know? the wisdom from the uh police department like the detective you were, got you got cool with him oh man he's he's the man he actually ended up giving me his phone number and he was like i appreciate everything that you did to this point and if you need anything don't hesitate to reach out. So he gave me his personal line. He's like, don't give it to anyone. I was like, no, this is this is a win for me. You know, <laughs> out of all of this debauchery, at least now I know someone in the San Diego Police Department. Did, did, did you, you say know. it happened a lot or no? It was like one of the cases where they he's... said a- that this is an issue, not with him. He's never had anyone impersonating him. And that's what I think, like you said, it made such a big deal yeah. about this whole situation. Is he's a, You're impersonating me as an officer? Like, no, I'm going to get to the bottom of this and, and figure out what the hell's going on. But, yeah, they get mad you know, about that shit. At the end of the day, like I said before, the cybersecurity guys, they're like, we have, there's nothing. We, we could trace them. It's just going to bounce around into one of different places and lead us in a circle. Right. Jesus. But, I, I was fucking so terrified when you were telling me that. Like, the moral was happening to me. You got to know who you're talking to online. It's scary out here. And yeah, don't accept random nudes off the bat, I guess, right? That's a good lesson yeah. for you to learn. Well, it's tough. Sometimes yeah. they send them out of nowhere. Like he said, what were you supposed to do? All of a sudden, someone's sending you nudes. You got to look yeah, up the social media. I didn't even ask for it. She was just like surprised. You like what you see? I'm yeah, like, yeah, I did. <laughs> plenty of fish. Plenty of fish is the problem, though. I feel like that's a no, risky 100%. one because anyone can talk to anyone. And and it's and that's the whole thing. And like that's what scared me the most is uh, when I messaged POF about it. They were like, "Sorry, once the number, once you guys exchange numbers, it's on you." Yeah, pretty much like, oh, you're fucked. We have a shitbag site with weird people on it." <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I immediately d- disabled my account, and I haven't been back since for that reason. Fuck you, Plenty garbage. of Fish. Yeah, Good fuck move. you. Burn, <laughs> burn them. And hopefully this word gets out and everyone stops using that junky website. You got that, listeners? Yeah. All right, yeah, I don't want to take so, up your whole break. I probably no, did you're good. Now. I'm going to walk back in right now, but uh, yeah, it was good talking with you guys. I love I you. appreciate it. I love I'll you be back out too. before the end of the year. Shout out Nick Yo, Conti in San Diego. I'm going to do some video content. Conti Media on Instagram.
Damn right. Yo, next time I'm up, we're going to do some video together. I'm going to spruce up the video for your channel. Yes, you. I love you. All right, buddy, I'll talk to you <laughs> soon. Right, Thanks again, man. Have a good one. Later. He's the fucking man. Yeah, the lesson in that one is plenty of fish is sketchy. I remember my boy used to go on and meet some real weirdos on it. Do you remember when I got those like weird pixelated nudes on Bumble the one time? Yeah, that was weird Imagine too. That was a scam artist. No, nah, I think that was legit some weird old bitch, right? Not to be she wanted. I think she just wanted to bang ASAP, or she was like, "Get away from me." You're just so sexy. She wants to hear about the hairless cat. Did she say that to you? Oh, sorry. That's her. Um, yeah. So that was basically it. We were because we were. I don't know what we were talking about before that, but like that, that like in terms of scams, that's like the most terrifying. Uh, you you couldn't think of a more terrifying scam, right? Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> um, but that, yeah, and then how my buddy, right when he's moving to a new city, like, how much does that suck? Like, terrible timing. Like, just, oh, I would be shitting myself. But shout out to Nick Conti. Uh, uh, follow Conti Media. He's like a really good production guy. Shout I actually did a him. video with him right and, before and he moved that takes, away. That takes a lot of honesty, authenticity, and balls to tell that story, too. I, he may oh, or yeah. may not have sent a dick pic and not say I mean, I, I don't know if I would say anything, too. Either way, they hey, definitely sent a sausage him. selfie. Yeah, that's weird, man. But redneck and a black guy working together—that's Ameri- that's American, man. Trump twenty twenty, America. Trump's America. But uh, maybe um, maybe it was just a really good comedian doing uh, impersonations, really fucking with him. In a prank. Been, yeah, maybe it was me. Mm-hmm. No, don't say that. True. That's wild, though. The the big thing is those fuckers got the cops involved trying to scare him, and then he called the cops and asked about it, and that's when that's a good thing to do. Well, it's the fact that they... That's what they might not even be professional. They might be fucking retards. Not necessarily the R word, but yeah. No, you know what it is, though? That also confirms that it had to be... Somebody Someone in the scheme had to at, le- at least be living or have some sort of connection oh, with San Diego. Oh, they can look it up. Public knowledge now on social media. You can look that up. Yeah, but why would you look up someone in what would on a spur? Why would you look up someone in San Diego and then the person you're gonna is gonna become the victim also lives in San Diego? Just a coincidence. You told an awful story. Also, you have like a mile radius on those apps, right? And it's probably like not somebody unless they're like weird, use like a thousand miles. That's it's true. Be close. But on my hunch, it, after they realize after they match with them and realize that it was someone in San Diego, they went and did some research. You probably and found said I'm from who was San, San Diego. Diego. Too. Uh, my hunch would be is the people living. I don't have the whole combo in front of me. I'm just going off what he said. No, my I'm hunch would be that they li- my saying. hunch would be that they live in Sal- Southern California. Yeah. Now that I think about it, my hunch is you're a dipshit. But. My hunch is that you're ugly as fuck. <laughs> um, all right, guys, keep it basement. Follow, rate, subscribe. Shout out, flashlight. Mike's rubbing his nipple right now, and he sent. He wants to get nudes from. Uh, he wants to creep girls that I know. And that's what are it. you talking about? <laughs> shout out to Sandbar shirt, and he's literally rubbing his his nipples right now. Mike, for it's Sandbar. Shout out to Joe Sweeney. Joanne Sweeney, they created Mike, this. Mike, come out August 2nd they to created, the event. We got a band playing. They created this cycle. Maybe I'll let your buddy get on the mic if he's funny, but he's probably not. He's a fucking asshole. Shout out to my parents. Love you guys. Uh, shout out Fleshlight. Keep it basement. YouTube.com slash keep it basement. Stealth Wall mode motorsport. Stealth mode motorsports. We love you. We out. Keep it basement. Shout out to Lambskins. <laughs> We're going to have a Waldo Maldonado episode out. Shout out to him. Comedian from New Jersey. Actually runs the best open mic in New Jersey at Old Glory in <gasps> Keyport, New Jersey. I'm telling all the comedians you said that. Um, go ahead. Uh, they'll agree. That episode's me and him, a uh, nice solo app. We talk about sketch comedy. We talk about New Jersey, New Jersey comedy, um, you know, shit like that. We talk about how Mike Sweeney is a fucking hater, fake comedian. <laughs> what? Um, that'll be really good. So that's coming out ASAP, hopefully. Um, hopefully Instagram doesn't freak out again, so please please keep going on the Instagram. Please keep interacting with us, DMing us. We get, we get freaking hard when we get DMs saying people are listening. And... Um, Thank you, Fleshlight, uh, Joe Sweeney, um, Mike Sweeney, Locker, Alex Nicholas. Shout out to him. He's got some big news. I'll let him drop that himself next time he's on the podcast. Um, 
next uh, next week. We have some we have some guests on the horizon that I'm looking forward to. So Mike Sweeney's rolling his eyes while he fucking jerks his <laughs> one inch fucking penis. I, know, I wasn't listening. I was just being goofy. Um, but a person becomes ten times more attractive not by their looks, but by their acts of kindness, love, respect, and honesty, loyalty they show. You do none of that. So yeah, you, and you're ugly. So. I'm a nice guy. Yeah. Do you, would you like you? Uh, I saw a tweet that said, "Would you like you?" That's weird. Like, that's that deep. Means. Fake deep. Would you like you? If what? Would I like me? If what? Like, would you like yourself? Like, would you like you if you were you? Like, like if, if I say, wasn't me. Say if you were me and I was you, would you like me? Would if, you like you? How do you know? You can't answer that unless you're. In I the know. Other that's shoes. why I imagine if you were high thinking about that. <laughs> can we get? Can we get high no. and then think about that? Can you imagine? I could see Duvall smoking weed and saying, "Do I like me? Do I like me?" <laughs> um. All right. So thank you guys. Uh. You know. YouTube.com slash Keep It Basement is where we're really trying to get the most traction to. Twitter as well. Yes. Uh, Keep It Basement podcast description. Find Keep It Basement with the Sweens wherever you get your podcast with host Tom Zappia and Alex Nicholas. Please make that a permanent drop in every episode. I scold them myself. Keep It Basement podcast. We out. We welcome the newest sponsor of the podcast, Fleshlight. Fleshlight is the number one male sex toy in the world with its soft, real feel insert patented to be so lifelike that many have proclaimed it feels better than the real thing. While there is no substitute for a real woman, amazing inner textures and over 100 possible combinations to choose from, we all have to work a little harder to keep up. Fleshlights offer an adjustable cap to control the desired suction level you prefer as well as a channeled sleeve able to stretch in order to accommodate the repeated discomfort of your girth. Easy to clean and durable, Fleshlight is your number one choice brand for male sex toys. Fleshlight also offers flesh skins, sleeves, anal toys, and accessories, including lube, mounts, cases, sleeve warmers, vibrators, and more. For more information, search Fleshlight on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or visit www.fleshlight.com. This is the Keep It Basin Podcast. Follow us on YouTube, subscribe to us, also on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes Music, Laughable, and wherever else you could listen to us and view us. Thank you for tuning Yo, in. Yo, this is Sean Kelly. You're listening to... Fuck. <laughs> 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 Why are you staring at me? I'm not. You're literally staring. Yo, this is Sean Kelly, founder of Jersey Chips. <laughs> Sam. I'm not looking at you. What the fuck are you talking about, man? Yo, this is Sean Kelly, founder of Jersey Champs, and you're listening to Keep It Basement. Check out Dankstop.com. We have the biggest selection of bongs, vaporizers, accessories, anything that you're looking for in the smoking industry. Use promo code BEAWESOME. That's B E. Awesome, A-W-E-S-O-M-E. Uh, one word, put it together, no spaces. That's for 15% off. Check us out. Uh, stay tuned for a giveaway that we're doing with Keep It Basement. Shout out Keep It Basement. You guys were awesome. And hopefully we speak again soon. Thank you, Louie. Shout out to Dankstop. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Stealth Mode Motorsports. Stealth Mode Motorsports. Sir. It's a fucking read-through. What am I supposed to be? Act interested. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Stealth Mode Motorsports. Yeah. Stealth Mode Motorsports serves worldwide motorcycle enthusiasts, racers, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and custom builders with the highest quality. <laughs> quality OEM parts for Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, Kawasaki, and Ducati, super sport motorcycle models. We buy and sell used motorcycles as well. Based out of Charlotte, North Carolina, StealthModeBikes.com, also on Facebook and Instagram at Stealth Mode Motorsports. Need an engine for a car? We supply engines to race teams all over the world. Lay your bike down and don't want to pay dealer pricing? Contact us for a fraction of dealer prices. Specializing in Yamaha R1 and R6, GSXR 650,000, ZX6R, ZX10R, and CBR 1000RR late model years. All current inventory can be found on our eBay store at ebay.com/str/stealthmodemotorsports. Check them out.
What do you uh, want to do? You want to go to the Shitbag Comedy Show and then maybe try to roll through stress? Guys, follow your dreams and listen to Keep It Basement. Rate, subscribe. Thanks, hey, guys. Peace. Thanks. Just masturbate if all else fails. Peace. Exactly. Good job with California. You don't like it? Fuck it. You get on a plane, fly home. That's it. Take a chance. Four minutes at the at the at the, at the, at the comedy club in New Brunswick. Four minutes. Might turn into a, a spot on a Jimmy Kimball Tonight Show. You never know. You got to try it. You just can't stay on a safe route because then you're going to end up being kind of bitter when you get older. That you didn't take no chances. That's it. That's my view on things.